Too strong for y'all. It's like bringing a knife to a gunfight, pin to a test, chesting in line of fire with your thin best. You bringing them boys to men, them boys pull in. This grown man bi, get you rolled in the triage. Your reach ain't long enough, Dunny. Your peeps ain't strong enough. Rockefeller is the army, better yet the navy. Kidnap your baby, spit at your lady. We bring knife to fist fight, kill your drama. We kill you mother. Ants with a sledgehammer. Don't let me do it to your dunny, cause I overdo it. So you won't confuse it with just rap music. ROC, we running this rap. MEZ, we running this rap. The Broad Street Bully, we running this rap. Get zipped up in plastic when it happens, that it. Freak, wait, we running this rap. Owen Sparks, we running this rap. Chris and Nick, we running this rap. I hold triggers to cruise. You little f**k, I got money stacks bigger than you. When I was pushing weight back in '88, you was a ballerina. I got the pictures, I seen you. Then you dropped shook one, switch your demeanor. Well, we don't believe you. You need more people. Rockefeller students of the game. We pass the classes. Nobody can read you, dudes like we do. Don't let them gas you like jiggerous and won't clap you. Trust me on this one, I'll detach you. Mind from spirit, body from soul. They have to hold a mask, put your body in a hole. No, you're not on my level. Get your breaks tweaked. I sold what your whole album sold in my first week. You guys don't want it with hope. Ask Nas, he don't want it with hope. No, ROC, we running this rap. B single, we running this rap. M easy, we running this rap. Get zipped up in plastic when it happens, that's it. Oh, it sparks, we running this rap. Freeway, we running this rap. Chris Denise, we running this rap. I know you missing Arthur. But along with celebrity comes about 70 shots to your frame. You are. Use the f- model for Carcanine Esco ass. Went from nasty Nas to Esco's trash. Had a spark when you started, but now you're just garbage. Fell from top 10 to not mention at all. To your bodyguards, Uchi Wally's verse better than yours. Matter of fact, you had the worst flow on the whole f- song, but I know the sun don't shine and sun don't shine. That's why your career's come to an end. It's only so long fake thugs can pretend. You ain't living, you witnessed it from your folks' pad You scribbled in your notepad and created your life I showed you your first tech on Tour at Large Professor Then I heard your album about your tech on the dresser So yeah, I sampled your voice, you was using it wrong You made it a hot line, and I made it a hot song And you ain't get a coin, you was getting Then I know who I paid, y'all Searchlight Publishing, use your You said you been in this ten, I been in it five Smart enough, now nah, four albums in ten years I could divide, that's one of me, let's say two Two of them was due One was nah, the other was Illmatic That's a one hot album every ten year average And that's so 
switch up your flow. This garbage, trying to acknowledge. Gonna learn to respect the king. Don't be the next contestant on that summer jam screen because you know who. Yeah, you know what? Well, you know who. Yeah, just keep that between me and you is this thing on is this thing on and we're back ladies and gentlemen welcome to beat shot radio at beat shot radio on twitter my name is masai who we got with us tonight jb aka dirty moses as usual and on the ones and twos we have oh dj nate the great nice uh we have uh three very special guests with us tonight um and we're gonna have them introduce themselves because that's our low budget tradition here uh first up who do we have where can you guys do it alphabetically by first name yeah. <laughs> Say Let's think it's about on. it for a second. Yeah, yeah you're going. I can't hear myself at oh, all. Okay. That's fine. It's on though. We you're can, definitely oh, going yeah. on the air though. As you're definitely on, on the air. Yeah, cool. we on. We okay. on. We on. My name is Adiella Perezwalik. Hi. Who else we have? Oh. Oh, it's alphabetical. They give us rum, then they give us tasks. <laughs> uh, this is Klee Anna. That's how you say it, everyone. Klee Anna. Do you have an AKA, just in case people don't know? AKA Kiki. AKA Viva La Coco. Find AKA. me on Instagram and Twitter. Big Vera. Big Vera. You forgot. Oh, and Big Vera. We're going to get that to stick. I should say that sexy. But I can't. She almost did it. Who else do we have with us tonight? And last but not least. Sophia. Smart glitter. Hey, I like that you guys said your names and your uh, Twitter names. Usually I have to pull that out of people later on. So that's what's up. Uh, We're going to tweet out your names later. Uh, Once again, our Twitter is at Beatshot Radio. And uh, we are playing a game tonight. You might as well get in on this now. Uh, It's called Edible Arrangements. So if you're following us on Twitter, just shoot us a tweet at Beatshot Radio. Hashtag Food Tunes. We want to know your favorite food theme song. So it would be something like Milkshake by Khalees or Ham and Eggs by Tribe Called Quest. It just has to have like food uh, heavily referenced in the song or in the title. And uh, we're going to see if we can have Nate spin a couple of those throughout the night. Now. Yeah. Uh, True. Oh, yeah. True's not here. He's down at the Nitty Gritty Slam with uh, Amani. Shout out to Amani and uh, Shantae and uh, who else? PV. Who else was down there? Everybody was down there. Swain. Daniel. Poetress. Yep. Don Fons. Gabby. Um, yo, it was it was really live down there. It was like seven o'clock when it, it jumped off, and poets actually were, were there in the building. Yep. Amani's mom came all the way from New York City, nice, BK, nice. just to be there for this. I was able to meet her when I left. I gave her a big hug. I told her how to run, but um, but yeah, it was great to meet her. Um, yeah, it was it was really intense. I thought it was interesting, especially considering it wasn't even you know we left at quarter to nine and it was really live in there. So I, I hated to leave, but um, shout out to them and Nitty Gritty. They were doing. Uh, what was it called? She rep. Uh, she reppin. Oh. She be reppin. She be reppin, which is like I guess going to be a new yearly uh, th- like thing where it's uh, they feature femme and, and women uh, uh, works of poetry by by women and femmes, right? Is it uh, women identified as well? Okay. Nice. So, um, yeah, so I really enjoyed that. And uh, if you're not listening, the only reason would be for you to be there. So that's acceptable. Um, and acceptable. Acceptable. Uh, but since we have the three of you guys in here tonight, I would just kind of would like to go around and like say a little about yourselves for those who don't know uh, what you kind of do in terms of uh, like social uh, social justice work or just in, in, in your lives. Anything you think that our listeners uh, might like to know about you. 
do we have to go in alphabetical order this time? I would like reverse, reverse. alphabetical order. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say the same. <laughs> yep. If you guys need more rum, just let us know. Shout out to Albany <laughs> Distilling Co., our, uh, our sponsor. <laughs> it always ends up either I'm first for something I don't want to do or last for everything I want to do. Because oh. it's SS. You know, I'm screwed either way. Story I'll get that screwed. SS. <laughs> Hashtag dad jokes. <laughs> that might be our first, must be the first woman to I'm ever get a dad that. joke. All Perfect. night, y'all. Perfect. All wow. night. Um, hello, everyone. My name is Sophia Smart, um, and I am a organizer with Capital Air Against Mass Incarceration, and I also work um, as a education organizer for parents and community members, those who would like to get involved in having a voice and a seat at the table, especially people of color um, that have been disenfranchised for um probably all of their children's education and probably their education as well. Um, and I'll be working with Hackett and the community school model, which um, brings community resources to the school um, and allows for parents and community members to have a voice and actually um, let the school know what they need for their kids and also what they need for themselves. Um, it's a model that works across the country um, that has been going on for at least 30 years, I want to say. Um, give or take, I might be wrong about that um, but if anyone knows of any parents at Hackett or Giffen please feel free to contact me I'll leave my contact information with these lovely folks here at Beat Shot um, and I really want to you know talk to the community and see you know what we can do um, people power is amazing and that's what I love about organizing and being with people of color is that you know we mostly aren't at the table when decisions are make, being met um, being made but when we get ourselves together it's lit it's mm, everything absolutely um, and, you know I I I actually knew you were doing that at Hackett, trying to get more um, parents, especially parents of color, involved with like with what's happening at the schools. And I have uh, a nephew in Hackett. Yes, you did. And I didn't even connect the dots. And I was like, and then fortunately, my sister bumped into you, I guess. And yes, that, she did. That, that magic happened. <laughs> but um, so thanks, Messiah. So I lucked out. So anyone, anyone who just kind of tuned out to what Sophia was saying because it was just like, oh, this is do gooder stuff. And you just tune out. No, you listen for a second because if you have uh, any kids or or uh, nieces, relatives, nephews, nieces, nephews that whatever go to, that go to Hackett, you should really hit her up because um, they're trying to give parents of color a voice there so just it's a good way to build and um, you, you, white parents are doing this you know like this This yeah. we're going to talk about this later on but like nepotism and helping out you know uh, giving information and making sure their voices are heard at PTA meetings and various other uh, you know uh, institutions at the school so uh, we need to make sure we're, we're at the table and Sophia's doing that so we appreciate yeah. that Ariella thank you for having me oh thank you for coming uh, Ariella uh, no. wait actually, I got a special no, sound effect for you oh am I saying it wrong Ariella no, no, no. It's reverse go. alphabetical order. Oh, okay. Okay, sorry. Oh, I was looking at, because you're in a line. I messed up. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you, you were going, yeah, you you were going okay. clockwise. This is great. All right. Don't so, do that. Kleana, uh, I have a, in addition to learning some background on you, I also have another question. All three of you uh, organized with, with Capital Area Against Mass Incarceration. Is that how you guys all like kind of met, met up? Or uh, Actually, yeah. yeah oh, my God. Hold the, mic. Hold the mic up. There you go. Yes, it is. So it is? Oh, okay. All right, cool. So uh, what do you do and what what do you know? A lot of our listeners are familiar with Cami, but like, what what kind of brought you to that work and to, to meet these other uh, fine folks? Um, okay, so I'll start off. My name is Kleana Lightborn. Um, I originally found Cami. I don't even know. I it was it was just really lucky. I was really lucky to have found um, such a great organization. I think when I moved to Albany, I needed two things, and that was like a really great art scene and a, a handsome social boyfriend. Yeah, well, two and a half things. Then. I'm the half. Clap back. 
it's the year of the clapback. Um, <laughs> clapback 2016. <laughs> and um, yeah, just a really strong, politically conscious group of friends. I think uh, when the Trayvon Martin verdict, well, with the George Zimmerman bullshit verdict happened, um, I was really upset about it. Um, I know Masai and I were talking about it for a while, and then we kind of just, I kind of just started seeing opportunities to kind of, you know, ruin other people's days and really in the name of Trayvon yes. Martin and his memory. And I was just like, yeah, like I could lay in a street for a while. And, um, I was on a phone call with Angelica and a bunch of other organizers once, and uh, they needed somebody to do a project, I guess, do do an action at Crossgates Mall. And they were like, all right, so we planned this whole thing. Who's going to implement it? And it was like dead silent. And I honestly, I'm sorry, Angelica, I was half listening. Now you know my truth. I was half listening. And I was like, oh, well, I'll help anybody else. You know, I'll help whoever just signed up. And no, nobody signed up. It was just me. So Angelica hit me up after. She's like, all right, this is it. Da, 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 da. And, you know, we did it. It was like, it was great. I thought it was a really powerful action. I, It was just wonderful and I was hooked ever since then nice. That's you know what's interesting about that and a lot of people don't know this backstory but at the time we, we were still talking and you were doing the Afro Latina blog and I was doing the Daily Racist blog and we were doing like um, different uh, online advocacy right so uh, I was at a show in Pennsylvania when the Trayvon when the Zimmerman verdict happened and uh, like you called me crying and I was all tight I'm at a show I'm like I need to get out of like Philly right now like I was just I, I'm just like I need to take this to the next level and I think we both kind of were like we're, do, we're doing advocacy like kind of behind the scenes and like in different ways but we're just like we yeah we, I need to lay in the street right now like yeah. this isn't cutting yeah. it you know like big brothers big sisters is cool but I need to be like out in the pavement so um yeah so I think a lot of people that's how the whole you know Black Lives Matter movement everything got started mm-hmm. right with that moment for whatever reason that was particularly heinous and I think it inspired a, a kind of a whole new wave of in the streets uh, activists um speaking of which let's uh, introduce our next person you say uh just give us a little background on mm-hmm. you and then I want to kind of go into Cuba because awesome. I heard you're going to Cuba and I'm very excited about it. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, so my name is Adiela. Hello. Um, I'm an Afro-Boricua, queer, femme, woman, goddess. Yeah. I'm wow. here. Um, and I organize for Cami with these wonderful ladies next to me and Masai. Hi. Um, Clap back 2016. <laughs> yep. Um, so one of the... Well, other than Cuba, there's two big projects I'm working on. It's Cuba and um, when we'll get into that, um, safety teams, um, which I think is really needed in Albany. Um, We need alternatives um, to create safety for ourselves instead of relying on the police for, you know, if someone's having a mental health crisis. Clearly, the police don't know how to deal with that. And um, I think community members who know their neighbors will know how to do that. So that's what I'm working on. Mm -hmm. And so Cuba, yeah, I'm going in February, February 4th to the 14th. Um, I'm Nailed super it. Yeah. Wow. That was awesome. Um, so uh, the Albany Cuba Solidarity Committee in Albany has, you know, has been planning this trip and they held spots for uh, specifically Black Lives Matter activists mm-hmm. that they thought would really benefit from this experience of going to Cuba and immersing ourselves in this culture. And um, so Amani and I are going. Um, and when it's is that again? February 4th okay. to the 14th. Oh, it's coming up fast. Yeah. Oh. 
Right? Wow. And you're leaving There's Valentine's things Day. things that we need to do before um, you go, actually. I'm so interested and in I hearing be- more. I believe, actually, it has to do with funds. Yes. Um, <laughs> funding for Ariella to go to Cuba. Well, let's talk about it. What, uh, they, I'm assuming it's expensive money. to go there. So, yeah, so uh, what do you guys need? So, um, the Albany-Cuba Solidarity Committee offered me half of, uh, um, basically, $1,000, which is... Like half of Whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah Half of the sco- of the cost to go So I need to raise About a thousand more Okay I'm not convinced Why you need this money well, Why are you going to Cuba Like what What's exactly wrong are you? you? No I just want to know Before I give you my money I want to know What are you going to be doing In Cuba If you're just going to be Laying on a beach yeah, I got a thousand dollars For someone else <laughs> <laughs> For real So, <laughs> so what are you What are you going to be doing there Well if they give me rum and stuff Yeah But I mean like I want to know why I just want to know What you you you'd be doing there. Yeah, yeah. It sounds really interesting. A I just totally yeah. legitimate question. So Let me work, Sophia. I'm trying to sell this. <laughs> yeah. So our group, it's like it's a 20 people delegation, mm-hmm. um, and we're going to really delve into the Cuban Revolution okay. and um, its successes and its struggles, mainly its successes and how you know those lessons can be taken. And implemented here in Albany. Okay. Um, you know what can we do to start the revolution? So there'll be because like uh, like workshops and things, or so work- yeah. I mean, there's gonna be there's gonna be different speakers. So every morning we we're staying in a Mart- uh, the Martin Luther King Jr. Center in Havana, um, and we're traveling to other cities as well. But okay. we're doing you know we're going to learn about Che Guevara. We're gonna. Visit uh, Pedro Bisu Campos School. Um, you just, you know, walking the path of what happened and how it got there. And I, I mean, Cuba has detached itself from this capitalist, you know, hierarchy that we still run under. Mm-hmm. And they managed to overthrow a dictatorship. Mm-hmm. And look what they're thriving. Okay. You know, like, we could do that. Yeah. We could totally and we don't know that. Do like, that. I feel like in, in the United States, we kind of paint this picture of Cuba that's not necessarily realistic of what's happening. Like, exactly. we make it seem like the bad guy, the, you know, the communist third world. Like, communist. we have this ridiculous, yeah, you know, like with the bad, you know, uh, connotation. But um, so the idea is basically to send young activists there now, uh, teach them uh, methods and, and uh, ways to be like revolutionary and kind of inspire mm-hmm. more people when you come back. Okay. Exactly. You, you recently went to, was it Chicago? Or, yes. And yes. it was similar, right? It was like another. It was. It was definitely. So the, we went to a couple of Delhi. Delegation again from um, Cami mm-hmm. and eliminating the wedge, um, which is another group. Okay. Um, we went to Chicago for the Insight Conference, which is, um, you know, against. It's all about um, violence against women of color and okay. like, but violence perpetuated by the state mm-hmm. mostly, um, and that was just full of workshops. And that's actually where I met. Um, this woman from the Brooklyn Movement Center, who is, who they already do safety teams in Brooklyn. What, so, what's a safety team? So a safety team is they they do bike patrols. So it could you know same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, you know, they are the community support. Mm-hmm. So instead of you know, calling the police when you know maybe your your partner is 
beating you. I hate to say that, but mm-hmm. maybe that's happening. You don't want to call the police because you're a person of color and police kill people of color all the time. Yep. You call the safety team or some, you know, some level of that. They have phone trees. It's all set up and organized. But, you know, you call people you trust okay. who will know what to do and help you and be supportive. No, that's really that's really important. And what's interesting is I've actually heard local police even say the same thing, that they don't know how to respond to um, mental people who are mentally ill in like, different communities. Um, Imagine if we had that for Dante Ivy. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is Absolutely, where... Yep. And that's the problem that's right there. You know, they the police didn't know how to respond to him. Nope. They didn't know what you know, to look for. They didn't even for. know he had a mental illness. And exactly. you know what? I know him. I didn't even know he had a mental illness. Exactly. But you would, but you living right next to him, you live in the same neighborhood, you would have yeah. known he's oh, I not, known, yeah. not yeah. dangerous. Not yeah. Yeah, you like, yeah, exactly. Down, they don't, they don't know. Exactly. If you're the neighbor, you know right. his routine. Yeah. You know what he's doing. He's not yeah. a threat. Yeah. Right. Um, recently, I had someone at, at Cam who just goes to the Cami meetings hit mm-hmm. me up because there was a uh, potential for a domestic violence situation at their house mm-hmm. and they were just like oh I saw you at a meeting and you're like big like would you be able to come over if something wow. jumps off and, it, and I was just like oh like absolutely like this is what whatever Facebook is for usually people hit me up for dumb shit share my video or whatever and I was like <laughs> I was like yeah you know I'm off today what are you? I'm, not I'm, not, I'm sober hit if me it's up. Taina it ain't if dumb it's, if it's Taina yeah, right. shout out to Taina hashtag exactly. freedom we actually just retweeted her video if you haven't seen uh, Taina Asili's uh, vi- new video it's, it's I think it's the last or second last tweet we just put out on uh, Beach Eye Radio. Um, but yeah, the safety team thing is, a, I think it's a, it's a really good alternative. They do this in, in other um, countries and different uh, communities, even in the United States. And it's not it's not neighborhood watch. It's not like, I see, so I see a black kid, let me call the police. It's Word. like, Word. I see something that I can help with, uh, let me intervene before it escalates. It's like a de-escalation thing, right? Right, exactly. And and obviously, like whoever is part of that safety team is mm-hmm. trained in, yeah. in how to deal with certain situations and yep. de-escalation and mm-hmm. things like that. I've seen you do it, actually, outside yeah. of Cammy meeting there was mm-hmm. a, uh, a fight one time that you kind of intervened and, and we were able to de-escalate it. Um, did you did, did it help that you went to this training in Chicago or these other trainings or do you think you would have done that had you not gone to the trainings or did, did it really come in handy? Um, so I want to say yes it did come in handy. Uh-huh. You know having the mindset of keeping our community safe. Okay. Um, I don't think that I got that you know the de-escalation from that though from um, Chicago I'm a social worker oh, okay. so that's just something that I have studied and gotcha, done gotcha. many times mm-hmm. um, yeah. why it comes easy so. yeah it actually I, I've noticed that it does come easy for certain people and I think none of the people that comes easy for are police officers because every time exactly. isn't yeah. that crazy I feel like every crazy <laughs> we see a fight right like uh, cut that crap. yeah like chom down I've stopped kids from fighting yeah. without no I, I go walk right in the middle of a fight how many times right. yo JB how many times we've been out of a bar and a fight jumps off we walk right in the middle of it we can break it up yep. it's like police it's like they show up and it gets way worse every, every Yo, time. I, I think because, I, look, I don't know what, what police are trained on, but I think that police are not trained to de-escalate. I think they're trained they're to protect themselves and follow themselves, procedure. Themselves, right? I think I really, sometimes yeah. I really think it's that true. is. I mean, I never went through, through police training, but. Right, right. But there is no training for them on like things like, they. I mean, they say they have trainings on mental illness, but we can only guess like how far those trainings go. Right. Or like Absolutely. a half hour. Yeah, it's probably you can have done like right away, so Power it doesn't point. matter. Yeah, you can exactly. be a rookie on the force and haven't even done that training yet. Right, right. right. exactly. Yeah, so I, I have, think what's real offices oh. in my in my family. Sorry, no, and no, you're fine. Um, they they do get de-escalation training, but they're always told to protect themselves at all costs. Right. right, and then and then there's the underlying problem. Right, they have this constant fear. Mm-hmm. There's fear, but it's especially fear in front of people of color. Right. So instead of using your de-escalation skills, you see a person of 
of color right. and immediately it's fear yep. and immediate I need to protect myself yep. it's not let me help this person it's person of color it's gotta be. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I've, I've had uh, weapons pulled on me three times twice was by police officers and I'm just like walking in my neighborhood you know they don't know who the fuck I am wait who was the third the, the third was actually <laughs> one time it was on Delaware Ave I was walking up and someone uh, it was a mistaken identity and this kid <laughs> this kid pulled a gun on me right. and uh, oh. he, he was like he, I was like walking up the street and he's like yo David and I turned around I'm like I am not I'm not David <laughs> I, I, I hate I don't know who he is but I hate him but, but the, and I hate that name <laughs> fuck David one named David but, but, but yo, but the other two times I was walking on um, both times were on Washington Ave, and the police like rolled up on me, pulled guns out right away, and I just oh had hoodies on. One time I had my SUNY hoodie on; they didn't give a fuck. They just saw a big black dude, guns mm-hmm. out, ask questions. You know, that's awful. Yeah, and like, what, what would have happened? Like, you know, it's just, just for what? You know, because they don't know me. They and I, I'm always around. Like, you know, most people, I would say most people in my neighborhood, if not the city, like have an idea who I am. But they just saw me. They, they live in Colony or whatever. Right. Exactly. I mean, and then exactly. we can. I mean, we can go even further into that. What kind of trauma does that cause after a long? period of time oh, and yeah. we learn we carry that trauma from, through our families Absolutely. and we learn that you know this isn't safe nowhere is yep. safe for us well and and we're the monsters they created because I probably wouldn't be doing this work if that if shit like that didn't happen to me like just growing mm-hmm. up just really realistically I'd probably be like oh cops aren't that bad but after getting treated like that so many times it's like you know what fuck this let's throw a rally like I'm let's lay in the street you know like the yeah. police are responsible mm-hmm. for all this all the every time you lay for work because people are laying in the street blame the police for that shit because I wouldn't be doing it if they wasn't pulling <laughs> their guns out on me and harassing me walking to get a beef patty you know um <laughs> you you got it, it was always me going to get a beef patty did you, but wait a minute did you, did you get cheese in the beef patty absolutely cheese and cocoa bread wait Perfect. all three times on Delaware Avenue also on what? not on Delaware I was coming home from wrestling practice but they, the other two times both times I was going to the corner store <laughs> alright so uh, you uh, you um, you ladies are, are starting your own podcast I hear Oh yeah! I'm what su- competition? Yes, we are. Cleanna, take it away. Oh no! Tell me stuff. Mm-mm. Tell me stuff. Yes, meow, meow. yes, 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 goddess. So this has been. We've been working on this since we probably got together. Mm-hmm. We just would sit in a room together, kind of like you guys, and we would just shoot the shit and we're just like god we're hilarious we need our own show this is so great <laughs> so funny vh1 and mtv rejected us so we're like all right next best thing oh, well <laughs> they're lost um but we are Did you show the can... oscars you should check with the academy they probably oh, we don't fuck with that shit <laughs> that's what i was gonna say <laughs> lie to the academy award to see if you get in oh, well, we changed oh. our names and they still didn't take it still weren't oh, damn. Yeah. Oh, we made oh, it as white as could be oh. Jesus. Uh-oh. Excuse me. Oh, God. Uh-oh. This is white double Hey, who's that? Ladies and gentlemen. Clayano. Clayano. I hear you talking. I hear you starting your own... Uh, I'm feeling a little staticky today. I hear you're starting your own podcast, Clayano. That's not her name. Clayano. Speaking of people's names, can I be a guest on the podcast? Actually, no, you can't be. It is a safe space. It is a safe space. Um, So the name of the podcast is We Out You. We Out You? We Out You. Like C H E A. W O C. Because we're women. We lit. That's right. So we, yeah, we used kind of like a, it's got a double meaning. It's got W O C in it. So women of color, We Out You. Love it. Um, it. So it is a podcast, not just for women, but we 
It's going to be run by women of color, and all of our guests are going to be women of color. And it's it's kind of it's still in the process. We're still trying to figure out what we're doing with it. We kind of had a test run um, in December or in November or something like that, and it was it was pretty awesome. And I I don't know why I I did something and it stopped recording halfway through. <laughs> so there goes our first episode. But um, it's, it's going to be. <laughs> it was great. The part that you recorded. It was. It great. was great. Yeah. We, it was. It was great. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Moscato, shout out to Moscato. Oh yeah, Let and chocolate know. cake. Let me know if you need help with that engineering. <laughs> uh, Just let me know. I'll be would, there. Yeah, that's it. not gonna happen. Oh, do it for so, you. Sorry, oh. your help. <laughs> you guys should get Moscato sponsoring you. That would be fantastic. Oh, Just would be the great. entire oh. is there a local? Get the a entire local. type of wine, the Moscato. Yeah, the like, whole, get a local vineyard or something. I, I don't just know. Want <laughs> Actually, want Moscato for life. life. <laughs> for life. <laughs> for life. Is that too much to ask? IV drip. So when is this? When's this happening? When's it coming out? When can people listen to it? Um, or what, what are you? What are you thinking? So we're working on putting out all of the podcasts at once first, mm-hmm. so that we don't kind of get it. Going Going. We're all really busy and really not flaky, but we just have a lot of things on our plate. Um, exactly. Because, yeah, we did our first episode in like November, and we haven't gone back to it. So we're working on it. Um, we'll let you know. Okay. You'll know. You're trying to save the world. Cool, cool, time. cool. Uh, speaking of save the world, um, Cami has some stuff coming up to save the world. Uh, yes. One of them is for one of the uh, events is for Dante Ivy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been talking about that briefly on the show, but not in, in depth. Um, because it's a week away, uh, a week uh, less than a week away now. Uh, do you guys want to talk a little about it? Just touch on what's happening, when it's happening, and why you should be there. The next Cami event. Oh. The next oh, Cami the, yeah, event the, the on Dante January twenty fifth. Yeah, I saw a flyer, so I thought, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just real quickly, what wow. do you got? <laughs> wow, did you get a mic? He wants you to title it. Oh, you want to like go the, the great spiel. is great. Well, because we, we've ne- we've never yeah. had this many Cami members on the show. I'm so excited. Oh, okay. uh, so I kind of wanted to use it as an opportunity to to plug this uh, this rally and just kind of talk about why it's happening yeah. and why it's important sure. to be there. Totally. So it's going to be January twenty fifth, mm-hmm. City Hall, five fifteen. Is yep. that what we decided? Yes. Um, and it is a rally, really, to for justice for Dante Ivy. Um, it has been a long and silly process um, that the city and the police have really drawn out just to say to us, we did nothing wrong. For, in, for in, anyone in, listening in, yeah, uh, that doesn't ahead, know, I just want to do real quickly. Dante Ivy was killed by the police in Albany in April. He was tased to death uh, for walking uh, with his hands in his pockets. He has a quote unquote. Suspicious walk So we've mentioned him A lot of times on the show The hashtag for him Is uh, Justice for Dante And um, yeah That's all So just, just anyone That might be listening To a podcast That doesn't yeah, know Who yeah. Dante Ivy is Look into the case Because it's pretty egregious Yes Standing on the outside Looking in Because you know I come to the meetings Here and there But I want to Take a step back What do you think It's going to take To get justice for Dante And do you think We will ever Get justice for Dante mm. <sighs> That's so, so many Loaded questions. Lo- yeah, exactly. Um, so I do think I want to believe that we can get justice for Dante from the bottom of my heart. But there have just yeah. You know what? Yeah, I think we can win. I really do. I think it's going to take a lot of work, and I really truly think it's going to be an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why we need to preserve ourselves and practice self-care at all times. Mm. Um, really push that. But yeah, yeah, I, 
I, I now, do. All right, here's a question. Um, and you may not have an answer for it right now, but maybe it's something to think about, right? If you don't. What does Justice for Dante look like? Excellent question. So we've, yeah, definitely. We've uh, written out some demands mm-hmm. um, from Cami, coming from Cami. Um, one of them being to fire the cops who were, revolved, right. who were involved with his death and responsible for his death. Right. Let's start um, there. Let, yeah, exactly. Let's start there. Right. Doesn't that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um the second would be to fire Chief Cox. I mean, he has come out saying that, you know, the officers did nothing, that they did everything right in that situation um, from the minute they racially profiled him. Right. Um, and this is all, you know, directed towards the mayor of Albany, Mayor Sheehan, mm-hmm. because she really has the power to do all these things. Right, right, right. And, she's, and she has a black child. Yes, she does. That's right. She does. And mm-hmm. knowing that, she even said that, uh, you know, the cops did everything right. They did nothing wrong mm-hmm. in that situation. And, you she know, must it, learn. it's time for healing. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite. Mm-hmm. It's time for healing. Which is insulting on just a basic level, you know. The reason I like that I like that question in particular is because there are specific tangible things we can do that would look like justice for Dante, like firing the cops, or better yet, if they had been held accountable in the first place. Um, but I've kind of uh, recently I've been thinking about other ways that justice uh, might actually be taking place, whether it's it's uh, going through the system or not. Um, like for instance, getting hundreds of people to come out and protest protest and rally for Dante Ivy, and possibly like awakening some people and inspiring people to be more uh, revolutionary in their thought and be more critical thinking in some ways to me that's like a form of justice that we can attain because just like we said that Trayvon's death inspired a whole new generation of people to like be more um, you know forward thinking and just want to uh, dismantle the system for for me um, while the idea of those police going to jail would be the ideal like pinnacle of justice if there's people in this community that could see what happened to Dante and change their entire outlook on how we can help better um, people in general but especially communities of color that that is like a form of justice that is super attainable and I see it happening already like I see this awakening happening um, so that's why I'm really on board with these rallies I think it's I think it's important even beyond the quote unquote tangible uh, side effects whether whether we get someone to resign or not or, or be fired or held accountable I, I think there's a whole generation of people that serve to benefit or at least some some good come of what happened to Dante and in a small glimmer of a, a way I, I see that as, as a bit of justice and I've spoken to the family uh, personally and they've said that just seeing people come out is an inspiration to them and it makes them feel like his death wasn't for nothing and uh, I think it's great that uh, Cammy is keeping that that uh, alive and making sure that he didn't die for no reason. Right. Exactly. I, I just feel that um, th- it, it, it needs to be visible. Everyone needs to know about this. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Mm-hmm. I don't care what color you are. I don't mm-hmm. care what religion you are. Everyone needs to know about this because this happened right in our right in our backyard. Mm-hmm. You Even know? the Jews? Everyone okay. needs to know about Same. this. <laughs> Even, I'm Jewish. I can make that joke. I'm Jewish too. Hi. Yo! <laughs> and I think Shabbat Shalom. I think um, well, I'm sorry. Yeah, I like got in the middle of your <laughs> exactly. Shabbat Shalom. I'm gonna let you guys. What's wrong with you? Let Cleanna. Um, I think it was so important what you were saying, Messiah, about you know using this opportunity to really help people wake up, get them woke. Um, and even when we were canvassing on Monday, I saw a few interactions you had with people just on what was it second and Judson on Judson where 
people didn't know what was going on or exactly. you know they were like oh wait nothing happened to them and even there was this one guy who knew the cops who always do this because he was like yeah it's what it was he said car, 104 he said car and 104 car 114 he was, he was like, like they were tasing somebody yep. two days ago over here he's or like, he's like I've seen him jump out and just tase people with no questions yeah <laughs> and then there was that other guy you gave a flyer to you and said he was 104 like, oh, and 114 yep. yeah car ladies and gentlemen <laughs> of the B-Shot radio oh, listenership no. <laughs> please pay attention and watch out for car 104 and mm. car 114 especially yep, right. and then there was if that you guy, have my oh. number just hit me up I have friends safety in team. great places uh, and we are the safety team safety we will team, come safety out team. Mm. We'll do and the I'm dead ends. serious we're, hit me up um, but then that was that, there was that other guy who you gave a flyer to and you were like yeah this is for you know Dante Ivy he was tased and the guy interrupted you he's like oh the guy from yesterday and you were like no <laughs> yeah, yeah. like what he thought it was some other guy that he's seen get tased and I was like no you know Dante Ivy and he flips the flyer over and Dante's mm-hmm. face is on it and at first he didn't know who Dante Ivy was he was like oh he's like oh my wife knows his cousin or whatever she's like my he's like my wife's gonna be pissed like he, he didn't oh, wow. even know what had oh, happened wow. but listen that's what i mean when i say everyone needs to know about Absolutely. it because it happened in our backyard yeah. you know it i came from a rally one night i came from a rally one night and i'm walking down the block and this guy is like oh the cops pulled somebody over up there and i'm like no and, and i've told the story before mm-hmm. and he, i'm like no no one got pulled over over there we were just having a rally for dante ivy and he's like really i'm like yeah how do you live right around the corner from the rally and you don't know right yeah, i think well, it's because so many people see cops and well people they go the in other those way. neighborhoods yeah they just go the other way they're like i don't want any trouble and, and we got to stop being afraid absolutely also i want to make a point of um what masai said about building people power and i love when we talk about that yes. because building our communities is so important um in us dismantling the system that has been against us since the initiation of the system um, to understand that the police were originally sent out to recapture slaves and bring them back to their masters is a pivotal point to understand and how police us now because they're capturing us back for the master like I I feel like it's a full circle Um, and also understanding that we're disrupting the status quo we're disrupting a capitalist fascist to me system that doesn't want us to thrive and never wanted us to thrive and I think that every disturbance that we make whether it's a die-in whether it's a um, a black brunch which is where you go into a place usually when they're having brunch nice you know people sitting having a jolly old time and you read out the names of black people that have been killed what a black person is killed once every 28 hours a black person is killed at least in this country um, and you read out those names to those people and let them know that this is going on every single day and I think that those kind of interruptions are pivotal to our moment because it it forces people to realize like you can't go about your everyday life while my brothers and my sisters are out here getting killed mm-hmm. just for existing mm-hmm. and existing I, and I think the most powerful probably um two actions that well I guess three actions was the one in the mall the one at that stupid Victorian stroll yeah I said it I think it's stupid and the Capitol lights Mm. Uh, you know just the faces like it's so funny that you know you're you know you have a good action when more than ten angry white faces (laughs) look you up and down you're like they're in your face and they're pointing at you and yelling I live for it it's like a soul cleanse Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah like we've done actions where people have yelled like vicious or horrible things at us um, just dirty looks and just like people saying like you deserve to die and I hope remember 
that guy comply and you won't die and all oh, this other yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, people yell these horrible things at us, and uh, it's because we're annoying their shopping trip or, or something trite we're or trivial. Yeah. To me, those are those um, got him moments. Yeah, yeah, we got you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we pissed you off. Got him. Got him. They just had a, uh, a big uh, protest in San Francisco where the, oh, they shut down the bridge. They shut down the whole bridge, mm-hmm. and it was like mm-hmm. uh, predominantly like uh, queer women of color. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just kind of stopped five cars on the bridge, chained themselves together, and shut down Lit. a major, major bridge. Yeah, for like for uh, for a little over an hour. Bay Bridge, yep, the Bay Bridge. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's uh, it was Martin Luther King. You know, related to that. I mean, he was an agitator. We're agitating now. We want people to like pay attention. And even if, at, at at most, like if you if that happens to you and you get out and support the people, that's great. And or if you change your mind. But even if you're just a bigot and it just bothers you, I'm like, hey, win, win, win. Like you can't lose with those. Yeah. You can't lose with those actions. Right. The people that get really mad about them need to be pissed off like they don't have they're not mad about enough because if something as trivial as being late to work or lunch or whatever um ruins your day like imagine how people are real days are really ruined like you haven't sat in a you know meeting with celinda ivy um dante's aunt and you want to see a ruined day like talk to that family you know that's right, what a right. ruined that's day looks ruined. like it's not you being late for lunch um so i i totally support the agitation i know people don't like it but it's too bad it's probably not going anywhere again blame the police for that um they they've they've spurned this as a matter of fact we're long overdue for a black brunch mm-hmm. yeah. just gonna throw that out there I agree with you whoever catches um, it oh, I'm hungry <laughs> always uh, if you would like to be a part of this agitation and, and come to that protest that we just mentioned go to caami.org and also if you would like to donate to yes, um, uh, to Ariella's trip to Cuba go there um, and it's it's the link right at the top there's a, an awesome photo of you that I saw up there of you like at an action state that was when you got that was when you got arrested yeah that was like before right before your arrest so there's a there's a cool photo of you up there but just uh, if you click on that link you can donate to that fund um, and uh, there's also information about coming to that rally on the 25th uh, we're going to talk about that uh, probably a little more throughout the night but we really want people to come and if you can't come there are other ways you can help even if it's just by sharing that information like take you can take the time right now tweet that out tag someone post a flyer maybe print some flyers drop them off in your local corner store um, or even if you can't come and you want to donate to um, to Ariela's trip all that stuff is related it's it's supporting activists and people who are kind of keeping this um, this this alive and doing this work so uh, there's there's tons of ways you can help if you can't always be laying in the street with uh, with Kiki and I so and also so also re- retweet that uh, that justice for Dante hashtag oh, right, right, with cars right. 104 and 114 those are those taser happy cops mm-hmm. please retweet mm-hmm. that so everybody they knows to be aware of them people yeah, wait do, do the cops get the same car every time they go out are you sure for the most that, part yeah. yeah most part that's what he said yeah, yeah. I mean okay. the, the one guy he, he he said I have a scanner he's like I listen to all these crackers right he's like <laughs> He's like, he's like, I listen to all of them, and he's like, they always out here messing with somebody. And he said specifically, oh, car one hundred four and one fourteen was the um was the car that the three officers that were involved in Dante's mm. death were uh, were riding in. Mm. And um and he's, he, he, I mean, this is like an older guy. He's like a black dude, probably in the seventies. Mm. Totally had his all his wits about him. And he was just going on. He's like, I've seen some stuff. He's like, I've heard some stuff that you won't believe. Mm. He'll be at the rally. Um, so if he can nice. come out, I think uh you know try try and make an effort to be there. And uh yeah, just just come support because it's important to the families it's important to the community so can we um, bump the rally to like 5.30 or 5.45 to match my schedule better At, well here's the thing we said yeah we said 5.15 we said 5.15 because we want people to, to get there early but the actual um, speech starts at 5.30 so if you get there at 5.30 oh, okay, 5.45 okay, okay, okay. if you get there at 6 o'clock it'll still be happening we're gonna have hundreds of people down there uh, we also have and uh, this is this is it Monday, would be better right? if it this goes in Monday, waves anyway if we just keep right, yeah, right, right, right. Still coming. and uh, this is yeah. one of the one of the first big rallies. Is this, is this this coming Monday? This yes. is coming Monday. 
Okay. Uh, I'll be there. For uh, sure. We have a bunch of other sponsors, people who have signed on for this. In addition to Cami, this is going to be the first official Black Lives Matter chapter yes. uh, event. So we have the support mm-hmm. of the, the official Black Lives Matter network. BlackLivesMatter.com is their website. And uh, that's Patrice Colors and, and the, the other uh, women who started that, that movement. There are now 23 chapters across the country, and Albany is going to be the newest chapter. Oh, wow. Um, and, uh, and by the way, they put a freeze on chapters. There were supposed to be no right. new chapters. Yep. Right. But we've been turning up so much in Albany yes. that they made an exception for, for mm, the 518. Right. And there's going to be a capital district. There already is a capital district Black Lives Matter chapter. The paperwork is going through now. Um, we already have the Twitter and the Facebook page up. And and um, and it's happening. So they are supporting us in this rally. Uh, we also have uh, Justice or Else, uh, which is another local uh, organization group. Shout out to LOC and the guys at Justice or Else. Right. Um, Hype. Uh, you may know, you know, TJF. Yeah, you know yeah, those yeah, guys yeah, from Hype. Mm-hmm. They're supporting. Obviously, Beat Shot is supporting. Uh, Empire Christian Center. We have a few churches involved. Uh, I, I, I dropped off hundreds of flyers to them. They're going to be disseminating those to their congregations and also the Social Justice Center. So this is a big this is a big rally. We're, we're going to have hundreds of people down there. Uh, so definitely check it out, cami.org, and uh, you'll see all our profile pictures having that for the next several uh, yes. days and weeks. You should change your profile picture. Boom. Change your profile Please. picture. I'm going to do that when yeah. I get home. Cool. And now do you can right do like now. a timer thing on you your You don't know pictures. how I do on social media. Okay. I don't even know how to do that right now. Give me your phone. Well, apparently okay. you can do like a timer now on your profile pictures. Like you can just oh, set word? it up. Yeah. I maybe it's just mine. Wait, I'm from your phone or from your computer? I don't know. I usually use it on my computer. Oh, because so I, I still got a Blackberry. Right so. <laughs> nice. I'm only playing. I'm only playing. God be with you. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so you can you can set it for like seven days or whatever. So and it, it'll go back to your lame profile pic from before. Yeah. But, cool, cool, you know, cool. jazz up your profile cool. and do um, this. Wait. We mentioned uh, Taina Seeley a little earlier. She just released a video called Freedom. Uh, it was featured on uh, Bitch Media, Bitch Magazine, which is a really popular magazine. They have uh, thousands of awesome. uh, and thousands of uh, followers and subscribers. And uh, they put that out there and it's been on a few blogs. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the video, Amani, who we just left her nitty gritty, was like performing in the video. She Yoni. she was uh, she was uh, the lead the lead uh, woman in the video, and she kind of had a storyline going going along during it. And her acting, I was very impressed by. And uh, even Taina told me that she was like a born a natural actress. I didn't know Amani could act like that. And I was just wondering, would she be recognized by the Oscars if that if she were in a movie? Do you nah. think? Nice segue, like, she, by the way. She did play a slave, so maybe. So maybe. But no, right? she didn't show a boob. She didn't show a boob. No boob. If a boob slipped, maybe. All right, let's let's talk about the Oscars. Um, <laughs> What, what what are your guys' thoughts on uh, once again the Oscars excluded all black people from uh, from any nominations and, and the only black quote unquote even black, Idris Elba even Idris Elba your man crush oh. um, and the only black crush. quote unquote film that was nominated right was Straight Outta Compton ugh Straight out of Compton. Deserve it. Well, Straight Outta Compton was nominated for the screenplay, but check this: Please. the people who wrote the white screenplay people. were two white people. So even for, uh, even for Straight Outta Compton, uh, uh, the only Oscars would go to white people. White. What, uh, this is the second year in a row this has happened. All right, and obviously this has happened throughout the eighty-seven years of the Oscars. Creed was not well. Sylvester Stallone yeah. was nominated for Best Supporting Actor white. for Creed. For oh, predominantly cast of color, white guy. A nomination. What, what do you guys think? Only white guy in the movie. I just want to open the floor to you yeah. three. Oh, what are your thoughts on this? Should we care? Should we not care? People are saying we shouldn't even worry about it. Do our own Oscars. People are boycotting. Jada Pinkett and Spike Lee said they don't want to even fuck with the Oscars. And then somebody else, well, I it, think. Here's what I think. No, no, no. You, nope, nope. I'm male privilege. I'm, I want these three to talk. <laughs> then, then you can jump in. All right. okay. Who was it? I think somebody else also Instagrammed Chris Rock and asked him to boycott mm. as well and kind of like step down from his, uh, yeah, from hosting it. So that was really interesting. I actually had a friend um, 
I had a friend uh, who posted something about she's white um, and she posted white. something about um, black people boycotting the Oscars and how racism is 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 gone if we would just stop talking about it. Uh, we still have no. those? They're yeah. black, brown, purple. I love when people talk about purple people because yeah. I'm like, the <laughs> only people who Point get purple out. in here are white people. No, <laughs> But check this out. But, but, like, but check this y'all out. Y'all the only folk Captain, who get purple. Wait, I'm going to hold my breath real quick. You know Captain Kirk there he is. Used to there fuck he with is. some purple women. You know that, right? I don't know about purple. him. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying. Hashtag dad jokes. But um, <laughs> I think I think that it's important if we're talking in the terms of like pop culture, it's important because representation yep. is means a lot, especially in pop culture. So if we're if we're talking about it in that lens, like yes, I would like for us to be talking about other things. There was recently a teen killed um, by the police um, last Monday, actually, and it, it's gotten no news cov- coverage. And I'm actually ashamed right now because I don't remember the teen's name. Um, the person was like 16 died years old. Died in police custody, right? Yes, yes. died yes. in police custody. I'll, I'll name. And no one is talking about that person right now. Um, and you know that was a life that was a precious life that was taken and we're not talking about it but like in the grand scheme of things do I think that I really want to be giving my attention to the Oscars no but I think in terms of representation and what that means moving forward if no one raises their voice about it it doesn't change mm. and people deserve to be recognized in whatever capacity they want to be recognized for their mm. art Right. so I think that in that capacity it is important so I don't know if I'm saying yeah. her name right oh. but it's Jinya McMillan. McMillan? Yes. Okay. And that was, was a 16-year-old who was... She died in police custody? Yeah, they found her, like... Un, the report says they found her unresponsive on the floor. Okay. G-Y-N-N-Y-A. Yeah, yes. Virginia would be my guess. McMillan. 16 years old. And I guess they're not giving any information. No, they're not. They won't. So they, they don't won't even know. It. Yeah, they don't even know yeah. the circumstances under under which Virginia uh, died. And I can only assume they do that to quell protests because the longer they keep information yeah. away, really? the longer... They probably learn something from the Sandra Bland case. It's like... We need to keep this under wraps so that they don't get mad right away because then it should jump, you know. So that that's horrific. Like there, exactly. that, there's some legislation I would like to see passed right away. You, if, you, if you lose, yeah, if a family member dies, I want to know. I don't want to hear, oh, we're, it's secret. We can't tell you. I want to know how they died, what, you know, cause of death, when they died, everything. Not six weeks later when everything calmed down. So, right. yeah. And it exactly. should just be an automatic something sanction or something like that if somebody dies in police custody Mm -hmm. if I were babysitting and god forbid that child is becomes unresponsive or something I would get I would get uh, what arrested for mistreatment Mm -hmm. or what is it called negligence negligence right but it stops short of the police station of course right Mm -hmm. Right. above the law they think Mm. um you have uh something to add now jb i'm sorry Um, about the oscars uh we're talking about the oh Jada Pinkett. Jada Pinkett, yeah. Mm-hmm. Aunt Viv from uh, Fresh Prince. Saw Which one? The, the black one. The first one. Word, the, dark word, word. The, dark, the right one. The right <laughs> one. Yeah. Yeah. The original. Yeah. yeah. She, she went in on Jada Pinkett pretty oh. much. Uh, she's like, how dare you yeah. ask people to boycott the Oscars Whoa. just because your husband didn't oh. get nominated. Well, That's the only well. reason you are speaking up. <laughs> oh, because women are identified. Because women, you know, are identified by who they're married to. We're ride or dies. That's like well, that's it. Born. That's all we are. Is who we're married here, to, right? Yeah, I'm no. being sarcastic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm looking at you. I'm like, like I don't know what to say. <laughs> like, sarcastic. Like, Can but I there's the yes? assumption. <laughs> Yeah. I got afraid for a second. Like, oh, <laughs> like is Tanisha listening? Yes, yes. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I saw what Anvim said. She seems really salty about what happened on the, from the Fresh Prince. She's so still twenty still years ago. Right. So it's, right. it's really hard for me to take her seriously. I know she has beef with Will Smith. Um, I listened to what Jada Pinkett was saying, and uh, I, you know, I kind of agree with her. When I first heard that for the second year in a, group, in a row there were no black nominees, especially with with movies like with Idris Elba in uh, Beast of No Beast Burden, and um, mm. um, there were there, you know there were a few films where I think nominations were were obvious choices, you know, and they they. they I think Creed should have been nominated. I think Creed should have been. Uh, Benicio del Toro was in a movie. I can't think of the name right now. He uh, that, but his performance was amazing. And like there were people He's of color. The hook, there were no Star people Wars, of color no nominated. Not even nominated. And uh, I, my first thought was, of course, there's a black host. Like Chris Rock is hosting, you know. And it's cool. Right. It's I love Chris Rock. I'm sure he'll joke about it. But I almost wish it would be such a broader, uh, stronger statement if he just said, you know, I'm not hosting now. Like I'm just not gonna host. Word. But you know, he's not, he's probably not gonna do he's it for the same reason LeBron isn't gonna sit out. You know, like mm, it's right. The money talks, and uh, I would love to see that type of resistance happen with these mainstream celebs, mm-hmm. and it's re- it's really not happening. Um, but so, so you think? So you think this is still on topic, but a little bit off. So uh-huh. you think it's it's the uh, so the celebrities' responsibility to everyone else to become that martyr or become that person to to, to take a stand? I think it's a responsibility hmm. to be socially conscious and Absolutely. aware of what's going so on. So you don't think LeBron is socially conscious? I don't know anything about LeBron. Okay. So Well, let, let me just uh, fill you in real quick because uh, there's been several times he's worn those t-shirts that were going around yeah. originally, you know, and, and he's right on camera so everyone can see those t-shirts. Yeah, but LeBron has way more privilege than everyone in this room and we've all worn those t-shirts. Right. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. So he, he's not using he his wears, privilege as much as he. Sh- I think he should be. If you're conscious and you got that much privilege, use that shit. Exactly. When we wear those t-shirts, it's no big deal because yeah, we wear those t-shirts. So when yeah, he wears that t-shirt, everybody's means, taking pictures of but that. But that's the point. That's the point. That that that's a small thing. That's a small thing to us. Because we don't have the visibility that he does, but he'll he'll wear that T-shirt and twenty million people will see it. So you're saying is that enough? Like is he no, done no, enough? For I'm not or? saying I'm not really asking the question is that enough, but I'm asking the question is it his responsibility? Mm-hmm. I think it's all it's everyone's responsibility to make sure that this planet, our society, is safe and is welcoming and can. I don't know. I think we should all make sure that somebody else has a space for, right. you know, somebody else has a space. There's this wonderful, like, Louis C.K. quote that he had where, you know, he, he was feeding his two daughters and the youngest daughter, who's like the worst, she's the worst one. I hate her. But she was complaining <laughs> that the other one had more food than her. And he was like, you never look at somebody's plate unless you're making sure they have enough. Right. Like, they have enough mm-hmm. for you. And I'm just like, whoa, that's how I'm going to. Wow. Mm-hmm. Louis C.K. just raised me. Like, this is crazy. I, well, that actually makes me think of something in terms of, like, something that I've been struggling with internally about celebrities who put up, um, like, GoFundMes for, like, causes. So, like, let's say when the big earthquake ha- happened in Haiti um, a couple of years ago, and there were celebs that were putting up pages about donate here um, and give your money here. And I'm thinking, yo, you spend the same amount of money that you're about to make off of this 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 GoFundMe project right now, you spend that at the club. You spend that to take your girl out for a night. Why why can't you just put up that money instead of asking people who who will never make that amount of money that you are making? Who have to choose between going to your movie or giving to this Exactly. Why can't you pay for that? And I I think that that ties in with like social responsibility in in that you're part of the society and you're reaping these benefits that I will probably never reap and that's okay. But 
you're asking me to do the same thing that you're doing. I'm wearing a shirt, you're wearing a shirt, but what does that shirt mean? That shirt that you got on probably costs $200, and I bought that at the bodega for $5. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? I don't know. I think the Oscars can make it up to me by having Fetty Wap perform the whole night. <laughs> Just the whole night. I, I no, feel like they're going to do... Like this, yeah, right? exactly. Give him a glass eye one for eye. one night. It's fine. Right. But I, I feel like... This is going to be another one of those, just like last year, how they had that whole uproar and the people were so upset that there were no black um, but nominees. But they throw us a bone and they give us Chris Rock. No, but what they did last year was they scrambled and had as many people presenting as possible. Right. And I'm just like, so now there are black people handing off these illustrious like trophies, golden mm. trophies and stuff and like pretty much bowing off stage to like this, you know, amazing talent. Talented white person. It was. It, it just made it worse. It, it was like, look, look, look. It was like salt right, but, in the wound. But, but let me, let me, let me just be clear. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio deserves. He deserves it. That's right. I was going to say that. That's right. <laughs> let, let's white, be clear about that. Whatever. He, he does we deserve it. We all know who Listen. deserves it. I don't know if he deserves an Oscar for this movie, but well, my boy deserved an Oscar for Titanic. I'm just saying. Oh, Listen, shit. Uh, no, we're not uh, saying Gilbert Green. Wolf of Wall Street, too, just for that one oh, scene. That Yo, but just he was, for that one scene when he was like all messed up on drugs. Yes. Just for yes. that one scene, he deserves an Oscar. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think anyone is saying that like white people don't deserve it. I think we just wanted. You know, people of color want to be recognized for their oh, talent as course, well. Like, right. Even if we didn't of win, course. as long as we're nominated, as long as we're yeah. recognized, say, okay, you did a good job this year too. I'm just going to put you in there. You know, do that. Well, I think, you know what I think? I think it, um, it, it is a reflection of society in general. Mm-hmm. When you have movies that break box office records... Why are they not nominated? Straight out of Compton broke box office records. Creed was an was an amazing film. Mm-hmm. The cinematography in and of itself Yo, was amazing. Straight out of Compton was whack. Star though. Wars. Let's be honest. Bro. I mean, well, look, it wasn't whack, but Bro. look, I think it whack. was whack. Thank you. What was? They left out a whole thing about how. You know, women were oh, of course, beaten I, I agree. and assaulted. I, I mean, it was so, average. Honestly, at best. it's all of us or none of us. I'm, I'm having no part right. of it. And look, let's be, let's let's really be honest right here. This this uh, it takes place in like the late '80s, right? Early '90s, maybe late '80s. There was a dude standing in front of the club with a faux hawk. I saw him. I saw him. There was no faux hawks in the in 1987. I seen it. By the I did. way, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, uh, there are a few people that are on Twitter saying they have to keep reloading every 10 to 15 minutes because their signal keeps dropping. Oh, really? Minutes? That's not that bad. Yo, we, yo, we <laughs> paying for this shit right now, we man. Are, oh, we can't true. be. We can't we'll be having that. that. We're gonna have um, to look Kiki, into that. Uh, Kleena, you mentioned something that I thought was really good when you said it's uh it's everyone's responsibility because. Because when, when this first uh, Oscar thing happened, my first thought was, again, why, well, Chris Rock should boycott because, you know, he's black and he's one of us. But why? Why the fuck can't some white people say, you know what, I'm boycotting the Oscars because, that would be because black people aren't being represented? Why can't Leonardo DiCaprio, who's probably right. going to get an Oscar this year, say, you know what, I'm not even they're coming. not about to go drop that privilege. Because That's the thing about that. black white people being on our side is that yeah. that being on the, the right side of history is disposable. At any point in time, you could say, you know what, this side is a little bit too heavy. Yeah. I'm going to go back to the suburbs. I'm going to go back to the well, well, Nate hasn't done it yet. Shout uh, out to Nate the uh, Great. Thanks, I'm Nate. Just Anyone it's listening? Nate. You're welcome. But, <laughs> but don't give me that much credit, okay? I'm not quite there Anyone listening, uh, go to our Twitter. I try. I try. I do try. <laughs> go to our Twitter at Beach Radio. Retweet the last tweet asking Leonardo DiCaprio to boycott the Oscars. Maybe if we can get a 
few thousand people to retweet Leo, uh, he'll reconsider because we really should put some of this burden on white people. If you really give a shit about uh, racism and systemic oppression, and a lot of white folks uh, that call themselves allies swear they do. They go up and down saying how much Bernie has done. They keep telling oh, me about it. Fuck's but sake, at the end of the day, uh, are you willing to really take that, you know, and take that privilege and use it and and assist and, and be an ally? And I think it'd be even more uh, representative. It's great that you know uh, Jada Pink and other people are boycotting. It'd be great if Chris Rock boycotted. But I'd love to see some white folks say, "Hey, this is fucked up. Like we've been continuing to exclude people of color, uh, women of color. Like let's yeah. let's take a stand against." Where are y'all at? I think that's yeah, a really should... great point that you brought up. And yeah, that kind of made me stop for a second. Like, yeah, why don't we ask Leonardo DiCaprio yeah, like, cross my mind. another white actor and stuff like that? And I think it's because when we're laying in the street and when we're at a you know at different diets and we're doing all these actions, the first thing that we hear is, "Well, if black people could just band together and respect themselves, how's my white devil's advocate voice?" <laughs> that was nailed. Wait, I'll give you it. Hold on, hold on. No, don't give it Wait, to which, me. which mic are you on? I gotta get you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna give it to you. All right, try now. Well, <laughs> no, try now, well, try now. Check, check, try now. Check, check. Try now, try now. Try now, try now, try now, try now, try now. No, nothing. Nope. Start saying white stuff. Do you do white stuff? You like Manny? Hummus. <laughs> oh. Black bean hummus. That's my activation word. Black bean hummus. So, I'm saying to black people, when you people learn how to... What do you mean by you people? You know what I mean. When you put your green sodas down, wipe off the chicken grease, and learn how to hold hands, maybe, maybe I'll get in line with you. Wow, that was the worst white devil's act. I feel some type of way. Grape soda. That was the most racist oh white God, devil's advocate routine I've ever heard. What voiced. happened? You white it out. You white oh it out. You, white, you definitely white it out. I'm never sharing my glass with Nate again. I can't oh, yeah. believe it. Okay, speaking of oh, sharing. Clayano, you white it out. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Okay, uh, imagine if imagine if uh, white people decided to stand up and say something about the water standards that are going on in Michigan, in Flint, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Segway. Yeah, oh, good actually, segue. Cher had something to say about it. She did. I didn't know that. She donated a hundred and eighty thousand bottles of water to Flint, Michigan. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Can we? Can we so, so, and I was like, so, and you can't yeah. retweet Black Lives Matter once, yeah, right. Cher. <laughs> Right, so that hurts. you wrote half breed. So, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> so did so did um Meek Mills though. He Meek donated Mills, fifty million, fifty thousand dollars. Million gallons. Yo, he's trying to get back. <laughs> oh, he's trying to get back in the good money yeah. to the people. He's donating, you know, he's some bottles. Yeah, two thousand sixteen. I'm pretty sure that was a Drake diss. That was, by that, the way. It was definitely a diss. <laughs> yeah. He donated <laughs> all of Nicki Minaj's half <laughs> drank bottles of water. <laughs> she was like, baby, that she made Can I get this money though? Can I get this loan? He was like, but babe, I was taking these bottles back. Nikki paid for postage. She need that deposit. Yo, what if, yo, what if he asked for him back for the deposit? <laughs> yo, after you finish with that, yo, I just, I just need those plastics back. <laughs> yo, yo, yo ho, who needs more rum? Anybody? I, I definitely need some rum. Let's talk a little bit about what's happening in Flint because it's kind of like it's kind of complex and it, it's a lot to keep up with. And uh, before we jump into like the, the issues with it, let's give a little backstory. Um, earlier, at the, towards the beginning of 2014. Uh, the state of uh, Michigan decided to temporarily switch Flint, Michigan's water source from Lake Huron to the the Flint 
river to save some money. Um, not just to save a little money, to save about $5 million. So they just by switching the, the lake source, instead of buying the uh, water from Lake Huron, they could have switched to Flint and saved $5 million. The only problem is the water in, uh, in the Flint River is highly corrosive. Now, typically what you do when you have like some sort of corrosive water, you'd put some anti-corrosive agent in it and, uh, and everything would be all right and it won't corrode the pipes. But because they didn't do that to save even more money, they just started using the Flint River water, which again is really abrasive. It might as well be acid as it's going through because you're pumping thousands and millions of gallons through. So uh, there's the, the pipes in, in uh, Flint are, like most cities, are either iron or lead. This usually isn't a problem because the water isn't that corrosive. Because they didn't treat it, it started uh, tearing away at the iron pipes and that's what causes the brown, like the rusting, and tearing away the lead pipes, with, which makes them toxic and gets the uh, the lead into the into the water supply. Now they kept swearing up and down that the water was safe, and uh, even when the mayor of Flint got on TV and like drank some to like convince people it was safe, and they're like, "Listen, whether it's safe, it's brown, like something's wrong with it." Um, and they didn't even realize the brown water was safer. It's the lead. There were there were people who had right. clear water that was actually had lead in it, but right. the brown water was safer to drink. So, and it's like you can't boil away toxins either. You can boil away bacteria, but the mm. toxins stay. So, so a lot of people were saying, oh, it was brown. Why would you drink it? Or why didn't you just boil it? No, no. You couldn't do that. And it's like the whole city. It's not like you could just go to 7-Eleven and use their sink and it would work. Um, so they, the pipes got really corroded and now they just started eating away uh, at, at the at the metal. So they're, for two years this went on before they finally acknowledged what was happening uh, because one one woman actually brought her kid in and the, and the kid had lead poisoning and forced the doctor to like go in and look and see what happened and they found out that it was related to the water. So they shut the water off. They're like, alright, we're going to switch it back to the to the uh, Lake Huron water, but at this point it was too late because the the corrosive water had started eating away at the pipes. So now the pipes are already still decaying, and the lead is still getting into the water. Uh, so they had to declare a state of emergency. The governor did. Um, it, it'll cost 1.5 billion dollars to replace all the pipes. So to save five what? million dollars. To save five million, uh, it's now going to cost them one point five billion. What's interesting ha! is that Got right, <laughs> pretty much. Ha! The fucked up thing is the initial plan was actually a good idea. They could have saved a ton of money if they had just added the um, the anti corrosive. No, well, yeah. If they had put the anti corrosive agent in the water, it would have cost about forty G's a year, and they would have saved five million. But they decided to save that extra forty G's, not put wow. the anti corrosive agent in there, and that fucked everything up. That's so they bullshit. ruined their whole shit. So now people are drinking the poison water. And I think the issue also. So, first of all, I'm really frustrated because I've been searching probably all afternoon to find the name because there was one person who made this decision and he put it up to his higher ups and they approved it. Oh, yeah, he, and I cannot find his name. His he, name was all over the place. He stepped down. He was the head of the their little. He still needs to be held accountable yeah, yeah, yeah. at least. Yeah, but he stepped down. Heads need the role. Heads the, the names. Role. The um, they knew this for a while. They knew this for at least a year before it became yep. public. But they nothing happened because the. Governments, like the different departments in the government, were busy pointing fingers and trying to figure out who to lay the blame on. And they also so, weren't drinking that water. They sure as oh, hell no, weren't. Right, because they weren't. They don't live there, right. so they don't. But who does live there? Yes, people of color. Mm-hmm. Right. 60, uh, again, sixty-three percent black in in Flint, and um, uh, some people were saying, "Well, this was a local decision that was made, and in fact, black people voted on the board." And it's like they're just trying to do this victim blaming thing again. Like somehow, the, the poverty in Flint is no in no way related to you know systemic 
systemic racism and the fact yeah. that right. the fact that they're even doing something so drastic to try and save money for their dying town is a product of racism. Mm, and then to right. say, oh well, if you guys hadn't voted on it, you guys wouldn't be poisoned right now. Like, no, it was not black people who were up there uh, knowing what you know, saying, oh, we let's not put corrosive anti corrosive agent in the water. It was not black people who made the decision to, to use lead. If they had known what was going to, going to happen, this wouldn't have occurred. A town shouldn't be put in a situation where they have to change the quality of their water to save money. And that's why, right. and, and it's racist. This would not it's, have happened is, in a white community. So this is a great example of environmental justice mm-hmm. yes. um, where communities of color are adversely affected by climate change or you know things like toxins in the water. Yep. Um, we also have an issue like this in Albany right here in the South End um, near Ezra Prentice Homes. Uh, they're called the bomb trains. They're carrying right, right. Um, this fracking oil. It's like oil. I'm totally not even sure what it is, but it's very explosive. Right. Mm-hmm. And actually, this happened in Canada. One of the yeah, in one of the car exactly one yeah. of the cars deal went not too off far the rail. from us actually exactly like maybe five hours or something. And it was like awful. It was yeah. people died. The blast zone was for miles out, and the people. And so in the south end of Albany, we have many many people mostly people of color and low income living right next to those train tracks and Mm. god forbid something happens It's done. You're right. It's done. So, and again, another environmental justice issue. We, you know, many organizations have been working against these bomb trains, saying, "Stop! Stop running them through these neighborhoods. This is dangerous. Look at what happens." And they don't care. Exactly like in Flint, they don't give a shit. They don't care because Mm. the the people that don't have resources, and there's usually people of color, poor people. um, They're not worried about their votes. They're not worried about their interests. These aren't groups that are lobbying or or out there, you know, throwing their money around. So, so these are families who are saying. Hey, my kids now have asthma because we live right next to these yep. trains. Yep. And, exactly. And these, you know, they're getting sick. Why are my kids so sick? Yep. It's and, and to further like connect the point you're saying about this being environmental social issue, it, it's related to mass incarceration because uh, in Flint, Michigan, um, well, anywhere, lead poisoning is related to uh, mental illness, uh, aggression, uh, mm-hmm. criminal uh, criminal acts. They say if you have uh, been exposed to lead poisoning, you're more liable to have uh, a criminal record just based on your. Uh, oh, Mark. Marquise Dixon. Yep. Oh, Slow thing. development Marquise of Dixon. the frontal lobe. Yep. And that was something Marquise's mom told us afterwards. After fact, and yep. we were all just like, mm, okay. what? So if you if you have a community, communities who are disproportionately uh, affected by uh, lead poisoning and uh, like like you were just saying, like different, you're getting different ailments and, and that could potentially lead to long-term uh, mental uh, mental illness or, or other types of uh, aggressive behavior, then you, the second that person acts in any way that's considered questionable by the police, they get immediately locked up. And nobody's going to look in 18 years, nobody's going to look at this kid that they arrest in Flint and say, oh, this baby was drinking this poison water and we probably played a big role in, in their even behavior now and their they development. They won't even think about They'll that. Ju- they won't even care. They'll just say, oh, another like asshole black kid. What happened to him? Oh, yep. well, exactly. his baby bottles had lead in them because of you motherfuckers not doing anything at the time. And it's a, it's never our fault. It's just your actions exactly. would cause it. You know, yeah. like, And, the, and yeah. so many people in, in prison and jail are really suffering from mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Not, they, you know, the, the the help that they need is not going to be found in a cage. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, a cage isn't for anybody. I mean, I'm against prisons in general, but mm-hmm. 
that's not what these people need. Absolutely. Um, uh, what, in your opinion, are, do you guys have any like um, ideas? Like, what could be done? Like, what are people doing now? I know people are donating uh, bottles, but is there really anything we can do to like assist? Is it just send money? Is that really what it's kind of come down to? Send or money, send water. What can we do? That's I mean, pretty much it. I really think we need to start putting pressure on the government on the governor to really hold uh, the government officials in this town accountable. I think it is disgusting so it that these again, people... Saying, yeah, basically. it is right. disgusting that these people are going home at the end of the day stressed out. I don't care that you're stressed out. Like, this family now has a child with developmental issues who's going to need assistance for the yep. rest of their lives, and it's just one other thing on their parents' plate that they can't handle right now. Yep. And the fact that no, there's not even been a whisper of being held for like environmental protection or, or any of that and yeah. it's just it's just There's infuriating a, of, course, of course it's a Republican governor too of and course. the same people who are against giving these communities free health care they're going to turn their backs on them when all these uh, new developments and diseases and, and things start start exposing themselves in the children in, in the coming years oh, who cares if your kid has this issue or this issue like it's not my problem to pay for their health care although the government is responsible for the reason that they even have these conditions in the first place like you were just saying with asthma that that's one where an environmental issue rooted in basically racism and, and, and exploiting and taking advantage of poor people now is going to result in like debilitative diseases and asthma and various things and we're this, not who's paying for that exactly, not conservatives happens, don't want to pay for that like, exactly and this happens all over like mm-hmm. this isn't just albany and flint like this happened in buffalo mm-hmm. i don't know if y'all have heard of the love canal but it's another example mm-hmm. of environmental justice and all of these kids Wait, no messiah yes, no joe messiah no joe messiah no no messiah I can't believe you didn't have a I joke about it. that. I thought of one. I'm sorry. I love Canal. I'm yeah. Kiki did. See? Kiki had the joke. I'm chilling. I'm I'm, I'm on point today. I'm chilling. Is this an inside joke? I don't know. Yes, it is an inside joke. Right. It is an inside joke. Love Canal. He didn't canal. say a sex joke. I, but I'm saying one now. It is an inside <laughs> joke. Love Canal. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Hashtag dad jokes. I'm I got that out there. And that's never happened on Y'all Beezer Radio. Y'all are messing up goddess right now. Sorry. That's never happened. That's a first. Totally fine. But this happened in Buffalo as well and um, it was a toxic waste site Mm -hmm. that they decided to just put a uh basically a low-income community of color. Mm-hmm. Uh, they built, you know, homes and said, yeah, it's great. Live there. And all these kids now have developmental disorders. Oh. They have, um, you know, some... I, I read this awful report. Some were born with, like, two arms. Like, not oh. two arms, but do you know what Sounds I mean? Sounds horrible. Like, Frickin' Chernobyl over there. Yeah, what? abnormalities. Yeah, the six-toe disease. Oprah exactly. Winfrey. Shut exactly. up, Oprah. Exactly. And who's, who's going to be accountable for toes? that? Mm. Yeah, she got right. six toes. Crazy. Damn. Um, she got right. money though. We're gonna uh, we're gonna go on the first block of music in a second. Uh, I just want. Uh, oh, we are. Yeah, queue up. Yeah. Um, right. we're, uh, right. <clears throat> once again, we're playing this uh, edible arrangements game. So we're, some of the music we're gonna play is like food themed. If you have other food themed music you'd like to play, uh, at tweet us at Beachat Radio hashtag Food Tunes and just tell us the name of a song or or uh, a, a style of music that you like that's food related, and we'll try and spin that. Uh, we're here with uh, Sophia Ariela Cliana from Capillary Against Mass Incarceration earlier. 
uh, we mentioned that Ariella is going to Cuba and she needs some cold hard cash. So yes, on the break, donate. while the music is playing, I'll donate some cash if go you to promise to bring back some cigars. cigars. You got it. Uh, Smuggle stuff back. All right, that cool. was already on my list. <laughs> you got it. High five Asada for me, and you got you got fifty right there. Just got high five. <laughs> who's, who's Asada? Asada ain't in Cuba. Asada's in serious deep hiding right now because of you know the embargo opening it up, and now the U.S. really wants to get her back, and she is New Jersey really wants to get her bad. That's what it is. New Jersey wants to get her bad because let's be real. Obama's not even thinking about her. He's not thinking about her. He doesn't care. Oh, like exactly. She's like number thirteen on the FBI's most wanted. Yeah, people were talking when when they first lifted the embargo. People were. I was like having a Facebook argument like I usually do, and people were like, "Oh, they're they're gonna exonerate." What's the word? Uh, Not exonerate. Extradite. Extradite. No, no, but to let her go, like to like just drop it. And I was like, "That's never gonna happen." She's literally on the. Wait, who is this? Who is this? She was a. She's still a revolutionary. In the seventies, she allegedly got in a firefight with the police and killed a couple cops. So not Tupac's mom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, so, so she's, yeah, she's, and she's been so in she Cuba. Was, so, so she was in prison in exile. and she escaped yeah. and fled to Cuba where they, where the U.S. can't extradite and her. And she supposedly killed two New Jersey. Alleg- yeah, allegedly. What is allegedly? Allegedly killed two New Jersey cops. Oh. And, and, she's, and it's yes. the state of New Jersey that really wants her back. This would be a good movie. It, it, yeah. 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 So she's yeah. been living in Cuba ever since. Can we find happily. a white woman to play her? <laughs> Absolutely. Give her the Oscar. It's perfect. <laughs> um, but anyway, you donate. Kate Hudson. Donate some uh, Ariella can go there. Go to cami.org. C A A M I.org. Donate to that fund while we're on the break and uh, keep shooting us your tweets. We're going to come back with a, a lot more from uh, the ladies from Capillary Against Mass Incarceration. Great. Yeah, take us out. Yeah, all right, cool. Keep it locked. Tonight's musical guest, two of Chicago's finest MCs, give it up for Common and Kanye West. It's common sense. Kanye West on the Dave Chappelle show. Everybody gotta eat, right, y'all? It's the food, baby. I walked in the crib, got two kids, and my baby mama laid. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. So I had to did what I had to did, cause I had to kid. City aware, like juice and gin in the city we bled amongst the hustle, titties and scan, fifties and rams. Y'all know the three wells and trucks is detailed. Heartless females that wanna ride in them. Felt the south side venom and raw highs and denim. Demise collide with them, a system that tries victims. We living it, my man in the fast lane pivoting. On the block, out the selling like Eminem. On the block, it jump off like Kim and them. On the block, it's hot, you can feel it. And get skin in there. Shorties get the game with no instructions to assemble it. Eyes right, it seem like the fight is imminent. Call my man cousin like I'm kin to him. He trying to stay straight. The streets is better. I walked in the crib, got two kids, and my baby mama laid. So I had to did what I had to did, cause I had to kid. Yo, I'm up all night, getting my money right. To the blue and white. Now the money coming slow, but at least you're getting no slow motion better than. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs>
all up in your guts French vanilla butter pecan chocolate deluxe Even caramel sundaes is getting touched And scooped in my ice cream truck Yo honey dip, summertime fine jerry dripping Send you a pickings with a bunch of chickens How you clicking? I kept shooting strong notes as we got close She rock roast, honey throat smelling like impulse Your whole shell baby's wicked like Nimrod Caught me like a freshwater straw Or may I not be God? Attitude is very rude, boo Crabby like seafood It turns me on like vines to your law rule They call me Starky Love on check the strategy by any means Shirley Temple Cross was done by Billy Jeans Black Mrs. America, your name is Erica Right true, lazy apple, small feet, six shoe Carmel complexion, breath smelling like cinnamon Excuse me, hun, don't mean no harm Turn around again, goddamn backyard's banging like a Benzie If I was Jiggy, you'd be spotted like Spot McKenzie I'm high-powered, put a Dina Howard to sleep, your partin' That's been on my mind all week But I'll back to you, Maybelline Queen, let's make a team You can have anything in this world except cream So what you wanna do, what you wanna do Let's go ahead and walk these dogs and represent boo Watch these rap is get all up in your guts Prince vanilla butter, pecan chocolate deluxe Even caramel sundaes is getting touched And scooped in my ice cream truck, who tears it Challenge finest, what up, who peace, your highness, yo, I'm lounging Big style, young niggas is the flyest Moves you're making, true fly chooses, shaking out a rape patient You're looking good, fly colored Asian Ghettos, them is your hometown, we could go the whole round After that, I'm shooting downtown I'm rocking hats and your wig is all intact Who's that queen bee chick? Eyes curly black, freaks be moving in fly snakes. Two finger rings and gold teeth, and ain't afraid to hold heat. So when I step in the square, dick, you better have cream this shit. Freakin', spin, I can get Stop this 
I'll ever watch this snow tick. Uh, yeah, I'm the nigga gang rap. Xmas, no shots, I deliver faded. Vegas, my sponsor, the killer, shake it, break it. For the winner, drop it, cop it. Eyes locked on you in the object, rock it. Blast, blast, new beginnings, lovely. Pinky, how not? I remember fiending. Gimme, gimme, gimme sun. Freak the freckles off your face. Frenchy freaking swapping tongues. Click my link and spread your buns. Lose your dinner, make it numb. Blow it, baby, no sedum. Icky, 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 okay. Fucking in the car service. Thank you for the car. Put your chromosome off. Probably off and off. Going gas, not the all gone. Poppin' sister in trouble. It's not even my birthday. My birthday. But you wanna lick the icing off. The icing off. I know you want it in the worst way. The worst way. Can't wait to blow my cutters out. He want that. Cake, 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 cake. Ooh, baby, I like it. You're so excited. Don't try to hide it. I'ma make it my bitch. Cake, 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 cake. I know you wanna bite this. It's so enticing. Nothing else like this. I'ma make it my bitch. It's not even my birthday. my birthday But you wanna put your name on it And it's not even my birthday, my birthday. My birthday. And he's trying to put his name on it Boys are waiting 
Another chapter in the Trugan RTSC saga. Never hit me rhyme about Balenciaga. You just did. My bad, I'm maladjusted. Look at you, girl, you beat chop and busted. Not to be trusted. We must rid ourselves of you. Find some other shit to delve into. Or let that metal wrench your metal. It's more than incidental. I spark a Winston Winston accidental. Damn, refuse to use the word cease. I had to sit locked back when bitches would say east. Don't ask me what's in my cup to peace. I appreciate it, dog, we faded. Ego deflated, wasn't even slated to perform, and I slated. Gave y'all this free turkey. It's all good, we're fam. Back. It's all good. Welcome back to Beach Eye Radio at Beach Eye Radio. We're here tonight with uh, three ladies from Capital Area Against Mass Incarceration, Sophia, Ariella, and Leanna. Um, and there are a lot of people listening at home. Man, it's a lot. It's a Can lot. Can we also do a, sh- you know, we're part of Black Lives Matter, upstate Absolutely. New York as Black well. Black Lives Matter, and we, I feel like we're all in a bunch of different, like, organizations too. Eliminating like, the wedge. Yeah, Citizen Action. Holding our own. Black Lives Merch, Fly Right. Mm. Sex Addicts Anonymous. <laughs> mm. Speaking of Sex Addicts Anonymous. Oh, God. No, 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 check it. No, serious, serious, serious. I just now saw, as I, as I clicked on to Facebook, there's a uh, ten different sex dens up here in Albany, New York. What? what? And exactly. one of them is a den. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm looking for that. Are there hot, the other hot singles in your to area us. too? That's so weird. We should go see. B- police busted it. ten sex dens. What's in a colony. What is a sex den though? I don't know. I don't want to click on it and see what yeah, it is. Yeah, click on is it. That click on it. All right, Nate. Know. I'm gonna click on it. <laughs> one of them. X out if you see a mouse. Actually, one of them is uh. One two three four Central Avenue. Sounds fake. Oh shit! <laughs> One two three four it's, it's Central. An, I'm pretty sure that's the sushi spot, right? No, it's oh, not. That's not the sushi spot. No, it's next to it. It's it's it's. Yeah. <laughs> Same folks run both. Yeah, pr- pretty much. It's Foot Tang Kang Spa. Foot I think Kang? that is that Foot spot. Foot Tang Tang. <laughs> sounds like the fakest shit ever. Yo, I'm, I'm oh, come so to Foot Tang Kang. It's One two three four Central. <laughs> Tell them Bob Central. Is that promotional on your Facebook? No. It, Police busted ten sex dens in Colony. Is that illegal? Oh, Colony! It's, it's illegal. Sex den? What exactly is a sex like den? A brothel, That's, probably like an illegal you know, brothel. Yeah, isn't it probably. The, the, um, what are they defining? Isn't it the a key thing den. where you all put your keys in a bowl? No, no, that's. I thought that's swinging. Party. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that well, was Don't you swing in a don't sex drunk den? Don't drive. No. Not necessarily. You don't have to be in a relationship to be in a sex one. den. Yo, well. Yo, it's probably some messed up, like, sex slave type, they, like, messed up shit. 
It's how do you, know, how do you know, consensual? Nate? I don't know. Well, I don't know, man. Do you still do messed up consensual What are you and Corey stuff? into, Nate? Yes. Chill, brother. <laughs> Hold on, wait. Hashtag dad jokes? I feel yeah. like that's some respectability okay. shit. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, what? Saying that somebody who participates in something that's not, you know, normal, like... Oh, a sex then? Yeah, like oh, okay. if it's consensual and you know everybody's safe, then what's the yeah, problem? What's hey, the point? Well, if yeah. it's consensual and everybody's and safe, safe and of age and not exactly like, that's not like age. brought over here from Thailand at twelve years old to sure. whatever, blah blah blah. Well, check this out. You know, uh, according to Albany Sheriff Craig Apple, uh, he said the sting that netted ten arrests on Thursday included an accused pimp. And it was aimed at less. It was aimed less at prostitution than the broader trend of foreign women being transported to the capital region for sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. So, so sex, sex trafficking. So it was sex. So that ain't good. See, yeah. I was should have highlighted that. Right. I'm like, so right. frustrated. Right. I think like probably a couple of months ago, I was in a training with a couple of the. Rensselaer PD I think it was uh, I don't know I don't know who it was But it was like The higher ups And we were talking About that kind of thing About how um, You know They were like Oh yeah Girls tend to run away To meet with some Older man And blah 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 And I was like How many times Is it really like A sex trafficking Kind of thing Because I know You guys want to pretend Like it's not here But we all know It's here And they were just like Well that that doesn't happen here You know yeah, right. I was, I was just like live in a cave, I looked at him like Brother right. Like really well, we used I, was you know, um, I learned a tidbit was not. At one point okay. And we're actually You know what This is the time of year To talk about this Did you know That one of the most um, Sex trafficked Cities in the world, and, and this is like this changes every year because it's where the Super Bowl is. Oh, yeah. The Super Bowl brings massive amounts of sex trafficking, and wow. you would never know. Like, so if the Super Bowl is in your city, there's mad sex trafficking going on that with that weekend, mm-hmm. like like ridiculous amounts. Wow. Yeah. I'm looking at some of the comments on this, and I'm not going to shout out this person's name, but it says, "And they sell gizmos. They only they're only in season during the holidays, and what? it's confirmed." What does that mean? Cool. Wait, you what are, does that even mean? I don't know, but I'm just. I think Gizmos is a New sex Year's. Thing. Sex toys. I don't know, probably. Anyway, forget all that. Uh, let me do some shout outs. Shout out to Tanisha on the check in. Oh, Colin. Meet you Carmen again. Rao. Matt Murray. Merck. Amani. Scout. Privilege Means. Amanda. Benji. Did you just say privilege? Privilege. White privilege Thank means you. that you're all white people should listen to us. Um, <laughs> Benji, Nellie Hughes, Joe Fellow, Angelica, Shantae. Yo, Joe had yeah, the yeah, ill yeah, Star yeah, Wars yeah, meme. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he did. That oh was my profile my picture for a minute. Um, let me see. What else? Who else? Taina. KC, she's listening in Brooklyn. Mari Kush, Gaetano, David Panza. Josh Gruff, Playground, Mike Luch, Mike Arson, Daniel St. Patrick, Multiata Cooper, Tara, Ambrose Yu, Alan Poe, and Top Damn, Shelf Entertainment. And shout out to our sponsor, Albany Distilling World. Thanks for the okay. rum. Yeah, this rum is... Is that yeah. where the rum came from? That is where- they yes. are our this is why Many we love thanks, them. Rum. They give us I can't film my thanks. Um, Actually, <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it's not. But <laughs> oh. what are you my doing? Bad. What are you doing? What are you doing? It's not you're, all empty, Nate. You're right. You're right. You're right. It's not all more. empty. They still are sponsors, cheating, though. She's cheating on our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> 
which hey, it's all being whatever's seen. free at the time. That's I guess, right. You know? counts. Cool. Um, let's <laughs> Damn, talk. Nate. My bad, yo. Uh, yo, they still our sponsor. Big up, Albany Distilling Company. Word, Word. up. Uh, yo, you they get the shout Nate's out. Drunk, all right, for everyone, Nate's drunk. All right. This, <laughs> <laughs> this, happens, this happens every time. All right. Uh, so uh, earlier, Cleanna mentioned that we had a street team uh, this uh, this weekend to try and let people know about the upcoming rally. So we were walking around Albany, handing out flyers, leaving flyers in stores, leaving flyers in doors and on cars and all this type of stuff to let people know. While we were doing this, um, we were observing the number of vacant houses in Albany, uh, just abandoned, uh, boarded up, nobody living there. There were there were stretches of street we'd be walking down where we would leave a flyer on two doors out of 15 houses because the other 13 were boarded up. Isn't that sickening? Amazing. I, I mean, I've, I grew up in a city. It, it's always been like bad, like there's always been abandoned houses, but I, these blocks I like grew up on and they weren't like that. Right. It wasn't like every uh, every house. You could walk 10 houses and pass 10 boarded up houses. So, you know, I was just like, this is like getting worse and worse and worse, you know, and we, and, and, um, and Cleanna, you recently worked with the Homeless Action Committee and I'm just like, holy shit, we got all these homeless people and yep. we got all these houses. It's yep. like, what the fuck? Like, what is the disconnect here? Like, what, yep. what is happening? Well, here's the disconnect. We, you know, if we, if we put all these homeless people in homes, mm-hmm. which I'm fine with, but we got to teach them how, some of them, we got to teach them how to take care of these homes and upkeep these I'm homes and, and, get, like, and get a them jobs. That fixes but that, a problem. But that's <laughs> what I would want to do and they're not willing to teach invest that money. how to fix a boiler. You got yeah. two problems solved in it's one. Right. But then Less again, that's, that's an assumption. Why is there the assumption that the homeless man doesn't know how to take care of Oh, you're right. You're right. But there are those, there are those that don't, you know, that they come from certain situations where either... most people don't, though. Like, I don't to fix a boiler. Like, I think it'd be awesome to teach, you know, if somebody wants a home and they're willing to learn how to, like, maintain it, because that's hard work and a lot of people don't have the skills to just, like, do that right off the bat. Right. Get them that education. Now they have that, now they have a home. They can take care of it. Like, why why not do it? Um, It's actually less expensive to home, to give someone a home that's homeless than to have them on the streets, because you have to think about the fact that they will have run in with, with the law where they don't want to go to a shelter and they're like nah I'm not going and then they're like well we're going to lock you up or whatever and then that costs taxpayer right. money yeah. or if and we they know have how an we energy- criminalize homelessness exactly yeah. or if they have an injury and they have to go to the emergency room that also causes costs taxpayer, taxpayer money mm-hmm. so it actually for a lot of cities there's one in Houston I, I can think of specifically that they've started to build homes for homeless folks and it's cut down the cost I want to say like yeah. one third of the cost yeah. um, there's a place Folks. Yeah. yeah, and it, it just doesn't make sense that we have all these boarded up homes and we're not doing anything about it. Yeah, yeah. we've spoke about that before, Nate, back and forth, just yeah. randomly about it's different things, and we're like, yeah, what can we do to get these homeless people into yeah. these homes? Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about that tonight. Um, in the United States, uh, the number of ho- abandoned houses to homeless people is five to one. So we could give each homeless person five houses if we wanted to, uh, which is kind of incredible to think about. Like that is incredible. The, five to one. Everyone would have their forty acres and a mule. And Right, like that's a lot. <laughs> Let's keep in mind some of these abandoned houses need some work. Yeah, but that's all right. Some of these, some of these people need work yeah. too. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, five to choose from. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> the best one. Um, so uh, yeah, so the, it's a uh, five to one. So there's there's plenty of houses to go around. Uh, it's just that capitalism really doesn't sustain an environment where we can actually where we can do that and still have uh, still have the housing market and all these other things exist. Um, so. We'd, right. we'd apparently just rather have homeless people than God forbid give people housing and and, and as Ariel That's mentioned backwards yeah right as Ariel mentioned we've done this in other cities and it actually saves money it's just that people don't like the idea of giving people or quote unquote giving people I worked for my home wait that needs the white devil's advocate voice I worked for my home 
Appreciate that. Did everyone um, else hear that? So, so uh, Kiki, Kiki and I were talking about like, what, what if you just if you're just homeless, you just take over a house, like squatting. You know, people people they're squatters. People do that sometimes. Like, what's stopping people um, from squatting, and what are the kind of rules to that? Because if I, you know, if, if I were uh, homeless, and I, I've been like briefly homeless, but I even had a car, so it's like sleeping in your car is a lot different than being out on the street. And I would probably consider just finding an abandoned building like over there and just be like, all right, I'm gonna chill here until I get kicked out. Like, what, yeah, that makes know. sense. Listen, shout out to the Don Fonz on the check-in. Um, there was one time I was living in this this, this house on second on Second Street, uh-huh. and um, I had newborn twins at the time. They were probably a year or two old, and. I was with my my wife, my ex-wife, and we were living there. The the guy that owned the building was a crackhead. He wound up disappearing for six months. Oh shit! He probably wasn't paying his mortgage. He wasn't either. paying his was, mortgage yes. either. He was an addict. He was dealing with addiction. Addicting. He was a crackhead. He was no. No, he was, no you're he was an <laughs> he was dealing with addiction. Okay. <laughs> struggling with addiction. He was struggling with addiction. <laughs> See, it feels good. No, it doesn't. Um, and so he was away for six months. On the, on the seventh or eighth month, the uh, government came and they took the house. Yep. Uh-huh. And they they said if you guys want to stay here for a couple of more months, you can until you find some place. Oh, right. So we lived the whole year rent free, pretty much oh, squatting shit. for a whole. That's year. right, I remember that. Dope. Yo, can I say something? Could everybody because you're drunk. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep it real brief. Everybody should see 99 Homes. What is it? It's a movie that's out now, I think, or if it's not out now, it'll be out in a couple weeks, um, or maybe it was out a few weeks ago. 99 Homes is basically about when the market, when the when the housing market crashed, mm-hmm. it basically show, gives you an insight into um, some of these uh, predators. They're kind of like um, real the predatory estate. loans and stuff um, like that. This one isn't about the loans. It's actually about the, the um, real estate companies that actually repossess the house. Mm-hmm. So somehow they have deals with the banks where the banks like sell them all these homes or something, and then these re- then these these real estate people go in and evict people from their houses, and it's actually it's it's worth watching. It's not a, it's not a happy movie, you know. It's a tough movie to watch, but um, ninety nine homes. I, it sounds yeah, kind of like those, those ice raids we were talking about movie. last week. Um, it's not a date night movie. It's, um, uh, <laughs> you guys doing? You know, you guys do very, very social work around the, the city, and I know that you work uh, clean. You work with homeless, homeless action, and um, have you guys? Uh, what type of homelessness stories have you come across? What do you guys think that uh, is the best bet for people who are homeless and are looking for some place to, to say? Do you think? Do you think it's a horrible idea to just say, you know what, I'm homeless? I'm just going to take over this house and see, you know, see how the like. I've actually worked with someone who did that. She, mm-hmm. um, she was staying on a house in Livingston, and you know. Uh, it was working out for her, um, but I remember getting the call one day. She was in tears, and she was just like, the landlord came, and he threw all my stuff out. He put it out on the lawn. He said that I had to go. I don't have anywhere to take it. You know, can you help me? And this was probably my second or third day on the outreach van. And... Um, yeah, we had to go and help her move her things around. And it turned out, like, every two weeks, we had to move her stuff to another place because, you know, uh, people kept coming in. And, you know, the owners kept coming in and just taking her stuff back. Um, and 
it was difficult. You know, it was kind of like, why? Like, why? You know, we, we would drive by that house every day afterwards, and there were no lights, there were no scaffolds, there were no ladders, there were no, there was nothing. Mm. This guy just came and said, you can't live here, I'm just going to leave this house to rot. And she would take care of the house, wow. you know, and it was just and like... nothing was boarded up before that. It's like, you're, you're paying the mortgage already, why don't you have her pay part of it? Why don't, you right. know, this is somebody who's going to be in your house now, you don't have to worry about heroin addicts or somebody like that going in and, you know, what is it called? Like coppering? Or like yeah, stealing all the copper. Yeah, stealing all the copper, copper and stuff like that. You know, those things happen. There was another night where... Um, it was bitter cold and it was uh, it was probably it was probably like one of those two nights probably Sunday and Monday nights and all of the shelters filled up like that there was and there were these two people that I was trying to get housing for and there was there was literally nowhere for them to go they'd either have to go to the emergency room they'd have to go to jail they'd have to find a way to get themselves arrested or um, they'd have to sleep on a grate and they ended up That's having so sad, to and man. and the worst thing is that the grates that they I don't want to say where they sleep in but it's like a really ridiculous place it's like in the heart of Albany literally at night this is where the homeless people sleep and during the day this is where all the you know rough and tumble you know feathery collar pieces of crap that are trying to run our government into the ground this is where they're going they're stepping on the very same ground that these people are walking but all that to say Everyone from New Jersey, come the F back and just give us these houses so we can make it livable for homeless people. Or at least for people who have eight kids and are living in a two-bedroom house. Like, there are people who want to live there, and you're just not even trying. I just heard about, like, a fund. Like, I don't know. There was, like, an organization around here that just received a grant to put lights in houses that are that are foreclosed upon or empty and stuff like that. And it's like, really? You want to just put like oh, Christmas wow. lights in here to show that this house is empty? Like, that's Oh, helpful. wait, is the idea so that people see how many houses... Yeah, the, so the, that the people see how many... don't do enough? Yeah, right? Like, it's just <laughs> ridiculous. I'm like, this is what we're going to spend thousands of dollars doesn't, on. Doesn't the movie Throwaways address that? Um, oh, the throwaways with Ira? Yeah, yeah that yeah, yeah. talks about the, the boarded up houses in yeah, Albany. Yeah, it does. Um, I actually, I'm going to admit that I haven't seen the film. I missed but, it twice, um, both either. times I've, I've seen it. it. Yeah, I've but I believe that this film actually addresses that. Somewhat, uh, yes, it does. Somewhat, it does. yeah, it touches on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to speak about squatter, squatters' rights real uh, real quickly. Uh, do, but before I do, do you guys, uh, Ariella, Sophie, do you have anything else maybe to add about the homeless thing? Or, or can I jump into this? I don't know if you'd... Go ahead. Okay. Um, well, squatters' rights are... Uh, a, or as it's legally known adverse possession is kind of this rule where if you squat someplace if you just move into someplace where you don't live and you live there long enough you own the place like you can just own it um, and it's kind of like shotgun nothing like shotgun uh, but it's you like don't a, me. you cut off no more that was you where that rum at no more rum for Nate wait I only got uh. <laughs> nah, you're done you're done uh, so this is, this is actually legal and it, it varies from state to state uh how it can be imposed but essentially the idea behind it and this is this is the Supreme Court uh, said this the idea is land use is historically has historically been favored over disuse and that therefore he who uses 
the land is preferred in the law to he who does not, even though the latter is the rightful owner. Now, this goes back to what you were saying, Cleanna, where if you got someone in the house, they're taking care of everything. Like, why would you, you know, why would you try and kick them out? Why does it say he? Because uh, patriarchy. Okay. So, yeah. so, uh, so this, so this is a, so this is in the law, and it's kind of uh, the rules are basically that if you uh, move into a place and you live there and you're not hiding. Now, this is the kind of there's some criteria. Language. Um, they're using certain language. Yeah, there's certain you're language. Not, you're not hiding. You can't be just like hold. Say I've been here ten years, but nobody knew. You kind of have to find a place. Say this is my place. Just act like it's your place. Get your mailing address changed there. You know, get the lights cut on. Do just do go about your business. And if the owner doesn't come back for a certain period of time, and in California it's pretty short. If you can pull this off for like two or three years in some places, it's just your place. Yeah. And uh, all you have to do is prove I have been living here for three years, maintaining it. it's mine. Uh, unfortunately, in New York, it's a lot harder. They have a lot more hoops to jump through. Um, but it's like if uh, in New York, it's ten years, right. and you have to prove that you've been the exclusive owner. Uh, you have to prove that you were open. And this is the quote: "Open and notorious with your occupancy." So you're you're not like being discreet at all. You have to like this is I got my name on the house, everything like that type of stuff. Um, there, no, uh, go ahead. Uh, did you hear about the Loki boy from uh, Avengers? No, he's in. No. <laughs> No, it was a it was a case in Florida Hashtag that I followed a couple of years ago mm-hmm. with my dad, and it was this. There was a guy that was occupying. It was right when the bubble burst. He was occupying a mansion in Boca Raton, Florida, mm-hmm. and um, you know it, he made the mistake of making national news. Uh-huh. And, but the thing is, he was a black man, or he. I think he was. Dark, he was Brazilian Okay But you know It was an all white neighborhood So everybody so they thought was, he was like The groundskeeper always Everybody was furious <laughs> oh, I mean he was making up. it known And he You know I, I don't think he, he was even Like taking over the whole house He was just like living He was just sleeping In the living room And that kind of thing wow. But somehow um, He made national news And he made the mistake Of being doing an interview And being really proud Of what he did And that just drove everybody All the white people crazy mm-hmm. So then Bank of America Came in And I think he owes them Like two Point nine million dollars now. <laughs> like I think wow. that's yeah. It was just crazy. <laughs> but when? But when does it become? What was it? What is the possession? Oh, thing? hang on. Uh, squatters' rights is called adverse possession. At, when is it? When does it go from like trespassing to adverse possession? Do you have to have a no trespassing? The whole sign? time you're trespassing until you've you've reached that criteria where you you can officially say you claimed it. But it's not always trespassing. So I trespassed for ten years and now it's mine. And now it's yours. But but it's not only just for squatting and living someplace. You can use this. People use this to claim land in various ways. So one way people do this is like say your neighbor moves out. You got a neighbor next door. He moves out and a new neighbor's moving in. Before the new neighbor moves in, you take your fence and you move it three feet <gasps> over. Build what? it up, right? The new neighbor doesn't know. So now, if you if this new neighbor doesn't say shit for 10 years, you can be like, this shit mine now. And you could do that every time someone moves out. And oh people do this God. shit. People right. do yeah, this. Seen that this now. is the bet. Like, this is, yeah. So if you just claim that, because you can do it just for a little land. So a lot of times, um, what, what rich people will do to, like, save money, someone will move out or, some, you know, there'll be a vacant lot next to their house and they'll just extend it. A little parking lot. A little shed. Pop it over a little bit. Mm. And, and, and if no one says anything because usually that new owner if they're not about their you know the, yeah, the they paperwork don't they don't know 10 years later it's like surprise this shit is mine you know and um and <laughs> this, is how, this is how rich people exploit this stuff now it's like a, you know uh it's kind of like a wow. mini form by the way of I, colonization <laughs> by the way i have been mowing um two feet of my neighbor's lawn <laughs> it's yours now <laughs> it's yours it's it's yours. seven and a half years it's yours you're almost here <laughs> is your neighbor a person of color <laughs> 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 
that's preparations right there. Anyway, so that, that that's adverse possession squatters. It's pretty interesting. If you live in, uh, especially if you live out west, it seems like they're less uh, strict about it. You can get away with stuff for a couple of years. So that's something. We, that's like a maybe a sabbatical. Just move out west yeah, for a couple years. Home. Go to school start out there and just claim a place. If by the time you get a degree, the shit is yours. <laughs> you know, but I, w- I just want to make bring a point that we could totally move on from. Um, but what is land possession? Because if you think about it, we can own land, and I think owning land is very important, especially reclaiming land. Mm. Even with saying that, it's kind of fucked up because like that land was never ours to begin with. But like as people of color reclaiming land for ourselves, if you don't pay your property taxes at any point in time, mm. the, the government, government takes in it back and right. they can take that right. shit. From right. you. So, so really do you yours? actually yeah. ever, ever own ever your own land? It. Yeah, because you can yeah. never you Good never stop. Yeah. yeah, you it can buy your stops. house. You off. have to do yeah. that yep. to the, the day you die. Yep. So you know, I think we need to be talking about just just in general like taxes and how that works. Um, you know, yeah, we should be paying for our schools and other things that you know they use for land taxes but like that shit is mine like once I pay my mortgage I'm like yo that shit is mine yeah. so mm-hmm. you coming in and it's saying you know I didn't pay $2,000 in 2016 whatever for land taxes like mm-hmm. that, that you're trying to case. take my shit not and put up yeah. like 800000 already exactly like, nah, nah, exactly. Yeah. Nah, exactly. Yeah. you know how New Yorkers say Nabi Nabi and they don't do it that way anything else right like if you pay for a car outright you, you don't have to exactly. continue to pay right you just pay insurance you pay insurance and insurance that's insurance like, that's yeah. yeah the why do we we just accept it because that's just how it's been right exactly like, yeah. yeah you could have a house for system. generations and you're paying for it over again over again um, yep. just for taxes speaking yep. of generations um, uh, one topic that uh, Kiki or Kleena wanted to talk about was um, uh, nepotism mm-hmm. and this is uh, the term is often r- applied to jobs and like giving jobs to people who look like you or your friends and, and family um, but it also applies to passing other things down uh, whether it's physical like property land the stolen land from your neighbor or whatever uh, or also information so it's like if you have information uh, about an inside you know scoop on first time home buyer or uh, where to get the best hummus or like stuff that Ooh. stuff that's like kept in certain communities like there's so much stuff that I pick up now that I that I work I work at the state and I'm basically surrounded by white people I'm the only black male in, in on the entire floor and surprise I, I pick up some of their tricks yeah. and stuff what was that wait was, was that colorism what was that I'm like surprised that you're the oh, only okay. black person there it's not diverse there it's not diverse um, there's actually there's two black women but they're they're like of course like secretary Shut lower Low level. Yeah, right. Yo, you know what? I, I, you said her name. No, I know her. Yeah. I got to talk to you off the air because some, she, yeah, something bad. She's not there. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Ruh-ro. She. Dang. They, like, there's, yeah, it's messed up. Rut row. But, but yeah, there's not a lot of people of color. Goodbye, Lucinda. Working uh, at the state, and I, I'm always like listening to some of the shit they talk about because it's not shit that you necessarily would hear at like a, you know, black barbecue. You know, like the mutual funds and like different investment stuff, and it's stuff that was passed down, information that was passed down. Real estate information yeah. passed down yeah. from their fathers because their fathers own land and their fathers own land and their fathers own people and it's like this shit got passed way the fuck oh, down shit. and it's bro, still I'm actually reading from. this book right now um, about raising your kids mm-hmm. into the stock market and passing that information oh, no on yeah, to them yeah. so my kids can pass it on to their kids yeah, and so yeah. on and so forth yeah I'm yeah, reading that right that, now that doesn't get passed down I remember nope. like, I remember when I applied for college I was the first one in my family to go to college but my friends at the time who were doing it if you're you know if you're like the third or fourth even the paperwork is easier like all that shit makes it easier if you're passing this this knowledge down mm-hmm. right um, no one if you don't know someone who, who keeps a portfolio 401k all this other stuff the first time you do it it looks like Greek to you you're just like oh my god this is overwhelming um, even doing my tax 
taxes. I, I'm always trying to tell people, especially people of color in Albany, don't go to Jackson Hewitt. I'd rather you come to me. I'll do it for an hour because you're going to spend $300, $200 going to Jackson Hewitt. And white people don't do that shit. They just do it. They, they either, do it themselves. They just do it themselves or they got to. No, we don't. No, we don't. have an accountant. No, we don't. Yeah, account. does it. No, we don't. We go to the accountant. You got to yeah, exactly. go to the this is stuff that's this is knowledge that's like not not it's like stuff that's passed down that doesn't it, it doesn't always uh get to these uh you know disadvantaged communities because there was never that starting point you know when, right. when, when a community wealth. starts in a whole wealth uh, accumulated wealth land all even stuff, connections they have wealth. even connections, connections. Yep. like i know when i went home um over over christmas break my dad went out of his way to introduce me to one of his friends and well my sister and I to one of his friends and he was just like remember this name here's this number yep. if, if you're ever overseas if you're ever in New York and something happens to you he is very high up in the CIA he will find you mm-hmm. and you will be okay oh, can I get that number though we straight right? we straight Listen, I just, just tweeted, it, I just tweeted it out we're good <laughs> just, we straight <laughs> but, it's, but it's those kind of connections that happen all the time and the only way my dad you're knows right. about it is because when he first came to America he was working in the restaurants with like older white people who like took him under his shoulder because right. he was an exceptional black yeah, man. Yeah. You don't talk like them other Negroes. Guy, yeah. Like I want to let me teach you something. You know. And and there's a, he, in terms of nepotism. No. Uh, he turned. Out. I'm a, her, her father's a G. He's you know and he, and he hates cops. I'm, we, <laughs> he <laughs> every time a cop gets he killed, with me. He was like, you like, hate police. Good. I was like, yeah. He's like, I hate the police. <laughs> we're, we've been best friends ever since. <laughs> <laughs> um, but speaking of the police and nepotism, they actually have a, a physical card. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the PBA card. Of it's course. Like, so yes. Yes. I, yes. I didn't yes. know about this. All right. I have a, I actually have a friend. We were friends long before he was a cop, but he's a cop now. And he gave me this card. It says PBA, Police Benevolent Association card. Yep. And if you know a cop and they're cool with you, they give you this card. Yep. And basically, it makes cops treat you like a person. Yep. So he gave me one. Wow. And I was like, wait, so this is like legal? Like, So if the police pull me over and I show them this, they'll usually be more lenient. I'm like, yeah, but, but and you I told can't, him, I'm you like, can't just show them the, the card. You you got to be discreet with it. You got to be discreet. So, like, when you open, when you open up your wallet, have the card over here and your license here. So, but I told him I was like, I took it. I got a family member that does the same thing. They work um, for the government, Mm -hmm. and I won't say what sex, but they work for the government. And like, we got pulled over going to Canada one time, and he was speeding, definitely speeding, Mm -hmm. wrong. Um, And a trooper pulls him over, and he discreetly just you know hands him his his like you know it almost looked like a passport book, um, but it had his license and it also had his government official ID in it mm-hmm. and you know he just opens it up for the officer and the officer sees all of the IDs yep. in there and he's like does a little thing and then he's like go on your way but you know what's crazy it used to be a bumper sticker they used to have a bumper sticker because my dad used to get those from his friends he had a lot of cop friends I the the Benevolent Society for like a year selling those bumper stickers yeah you can buy them that's the thing they were donate yeah once you could start selling them, then the cops started like... Yeah, you can get them on um, Amazon now. Started cracking down on it. <laughs> yeah. And my dad actually got pulled over and was told, get that off. Like, yeah. take that off yeah. your car. That doesn't work anymore. You need the car. Like, that'll make yes, you. Yes, it does. Because now it'll make, well. Yeah. In, back, Up here, colony cops, it works. Oh, well, I got to go buy one. I don't want to put it on my car. <laughs> yeah, don't, no, do right? don't do that. Don't do that. Well, here's the, here's the problem with this. And I told I told uh, my, my cop friend this. I took it. But I was like, this is super racist. Like, you understand this is racist, right? And he's like, how is it racist? I just gave you one. But I'm like, if you're Irish, 
or Italian, the odds that you know a cop is way higher than Jamal in the hood. So now all these white people get off when they get pulled over, and if you if you get pulled over in the hood, if you get stopped, like Dante's not gonna have a fucking PBA card on him. So maybe if he did, and that's racist because now you're giving it. This is like white privilege, literally in a physical card form, and people still deny that shit. So it shouldn't happen. I still I shouldn't have to like have that on me. Police should always treat you like a fucking person, right. whether or not you know a cop or you you know a cop's cool with you enough to. It's racist. I think the fact that they even have those cards is super problematic and they need to either go away or give everyone one. And how many people who have those cards who have actually done some like really fucked really up fucked things up yeah. that like they should yeah. legitimately get in trouble for yeah. some type of punishment for and they're just like well you know you're a family member or oh, yeah. you have this card or whatever so it's good. Yeah. No absolutely. That, I mean, it's, it's, it's super messed up and it's just another example of how like uh, discriminatory and unequal uh, application of the law because it's like we here take take this it's your get out of jail free card pretty much literally and you know Marquise didn't have one Dante didn't have one Mike Brown didn't have one the, the, the Sandra Blanchard's how didn't have one how fucked up is it that maybe if she had the right bumper sticker she would be alive you know um, these are she was too mouthy crazy yeah right yeah yeah she turned up she knew how they were gonna treat her yep <laughs> she had that card but no I mean it's it, it's 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 messed up and um uh, I forgot how we got oh we were nepotism so uh, so if you have this uh, information or any of this insight uh, whether it's like uh, different you know even even foods I feel like there's there's certain like uh, food education that that and recipes and get. everything all types of stuff yeah I, I wouldn't take the recipes because the bland I, is, I don't want the bland food but no, I, but, I mean but, like health no but I'm talking education. about I'm talking about in, in, in terms of nepotism yeah. and passing yeah. things on and traditions and stuff like that yeah I take I take recipes from, from <laughs> well is it if tr- you got a good recipe for some some something you looking right at Ariella <laughs> yeah uh, I'm saying for some sofrito uh, that I don't know how to make today sofrito sofrito then I I take it I take it why I do mean, you sound like Speedy what? right now? <laughs> Super racist. <laughs> that, was, that was the point. That, that was, was the point. That was, that was the point. That but was yeah, the point. if you're passing down this information about, oh, maybe you should eat this, and this is something that's kind of been uh, not necessarily passed down in black communities when people were eating pig intestines to survive. Right. It's like soul food is the shit, right? I'm not saying it's not, Never but about that. there's like education that comes with that, like, you know, eat, eat this food, don't eat that. And there, were, there, are, there are things that I've learned to eat that I think are even delicious just working with white people that I would never have fucked with. Like, like hummus. Like that should be great. Hummus. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would have yeah. been just eating yeah, like nacho is. cheese my whole life or something, right? And like, <laughs> and, and, uh, and sushi, all this other stuff that I never really would have got into. Um, now things are becoming you know more popular, you know more popular and getting it more into uh, in, into the culture as, as a as a whole. But there are certain things and cultures and um, not culture, just certain aspects of of white culture that get passed down and have for generations and generations. And it's not all bad shit. And some of it is actually benefiting them, and they don't even realize that just just by keeping yeah, that but information. I from will. Say though, on that note, there's aspects of um, people of color, our communities that have been passed down, especially like healthy recipes, mm-hmm. um, herbal remedies that have been passed down oh, but yeah. because of the white supremacist, oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. capitalist society that we live in. Like, if you go down central, how many chicken spots are there? Mm-hmm. But how many health food stores are there? Mm, right. Shout outs to Amani for the healthy yes, eating. Yes. But well, you know, like, it's how you know, we have that in our own communities, but it isn't thought of as a positive thing and something that we need to pass on. We see black people in McDonald's 
um, commercials and Burger King commercials, but we don't see anything for like, um, well, I can't fucking stand, um, what is that place called? It's Whole Foods. Foods. Thank you. I can't stand Whole Foods. I hate the two. We're not not welcome there. But like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because they secretly give cops lunches. Didn't they do that? (laughs) Yep. I I, I don't know. Don't get me started on Whole Foods. But they use slave labor labor to make bread. They use prison prison labor to make their other things as well. Are you team Trader Joe's or you team? I fucks with some Trader Joe's. Okay. Burn it all down. Team honest weight. Finger discount. But really, what I'm saying is honest weight. Honest weight. I'm here for the But really, what I'm saying is like, yeah, there's issues. But really, what I'm saying is like, there's aspects of our community that have been passed down, but because of the culture that we live in, that perpetuates for us to die again. This is all a system that I believe that was set up for us to never live and never live long or like well for the time being that we are on the earth is for us to be poisoned by the same food that they put in our communities because mm-hmm. right. you're not going to see two chicken spots in the suburbs yep. you're not going to see that <laughs> nope. mm-hmm. and it's just not also you know under this system of white supremacy our you know our histories have been essentially erased but mm-hmm. you know we used to make our own medicine Absolutely. from the herbs from the earth we yep. used to grow our own food like that's our history our history is not you know slavery essentially right. and mm-hmm. eating Spots. eating shitty food Absolutely. like you used to eat yeah. really no, well I'm, I'm, I'm actually glad you guys brought up that point because I didn't mean to I, I didn't want to imply like white people have the secrets to the universe no I know but that's there, not what there's you some, but there's some shit that they know that they don't want us to know <laughs> and, we, exactly. and we, when, when we find that shit out I think it's important to share it with other people of color so um, if you need your taxes done hit up JB he'll do them for free um, <laughs> Yo, I'm gonna I want to say I agree with everything you're saying. I'm not convinced that's nepotism, though. Would it, Tell me if I'm wrong. You are. You are. Yeah. Yeah. Next question. Okay. Okay. Oh. Glad we, glad <laughs> we clear that up. This? We can't discuss this. <laughs> I mean, why don't you think? Um, I always thought of nepotism as. Um, you know the the police benevolent association is is a good. I, I I always thought of it as like maybe a boss giving his son yes um a job or right. who was that guy Shout that out just to got Stalos. yeah that's who I'm thinking of yeah. or who was the guy that Adam just Stalos. him and his son yeah like I see that as I've that's always thought the, of that's that the as most nepotism. common but form you, of he it. only it got busted because Adam didn't go to work if Adam went to work <laughs> he would have been hardworking lazy and fucker what what pisses me off about this is that that was not the first time that his father helped him out. Yeah. He probably went to the best Montessori preschool, probably went to the best charter school yep. or private school, best college, then like got that internship that somebody else who was way more um, deserving Talented of it deserving. Yeah, right. would have gotten. But no, because you have the last name Scalos, you got it. You were still a shithead. Your dad had to get you the job mm. and you couldn't even show up to the job. <laughs> so, yeah, so maybe that's why we call it, it's, it's neo-nepotism, not just nepotism. Oh. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Maybe that's helpful. Yeah, I was trying to explain okay, okay. it. Because it's deeper yeah, yeah, yeah. than that. It's, it's a lot more. <laughs> yeah, the job right, thing is right, huge. Right. The job thing is huge. Yeah. But there's there's so many layers to it, you know, when you're passing down this information, this insight, and, this, and, and essentially keeping it from other groups mm. of people um, who can use it, whether it's access to resources or, or jobs or just kind of yeah. know, knowing how to beat the system because the system already works for you. So if you can game it even more, you know, like some people have these, these yeah. insights, you know. so That's interesting. I've never thought of like tradition mm-hmm. equaling nepotism. I've well, that's not exactly. That I, don't, I wouldn't say that's exactly tradition 
Like it's, a, it's just in information. If you know some some information, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's information in well, tradition. Well, it's like tradition. You know? like we talked about food, right? So we talked about foods being passed from from generation to generation. Recipes. Yeah, yeah. I always think of that as tradition, but yet we're talking about it in the context of nepotism. Well, about college, even like if 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 uh, five generations of a family has been able to go to college, and that's right, that's right. not typical of of most African American families yeah. in this country. Yeah. Um. So if if you have that five generations of that, this is information you're passing down. This is you know. Yeah. These are things that for every black kid that did the first right. one to go there, they have to overcome these other obstacles that, right. that they're not ready for. And even they can't even go to their parents and be like, you know, how do I fill out the FAFSA, mom? Because she, you know, mm-hmm. she probably isn't, hasn't had that experience if, if that's the, the case for that family. And now, like having done that uh, myself, I'm constantly trying to reach out to people and like share that information because I feel like I now found some shit out that is not too, too tough. But if mm-hmm. you don't have, if you don't see it or hear it your whole life or it's never like introduced to you by a parent or someone taking care of you, how are, how else are you going to know to do that or not go to Jackson U because they're ripping right, you off? Right. All these I think the perfect example is when you were like basically screaming from the rooftops about your um, what was it the PSO? Oh, my job, yeah, they were yeah. hiring, and all you got to do is take the test. All you got to and do they is don't take let, the test. Yo, they don't let they don't go to the hood and say put flyers up. But when you go to the YMCA in Colony, they got flyers up. This test oh, is coming up, but they're not going to put that shit up in in, in our eight chicken spots. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like I'm I'm reaching out to black people who have college wow. degrees. Right. And I'm, they're like, oh, I never even heard about this test. But, you know, it lo- Timmy in Colony knows about it because yeah. they advertise it. They talk about it in a country club. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. they know about that shit. So, and, and I actually, people have that I've told about that have gotten good, high-paying jobs. And but they I'm never like, would have known about that exam because we don't advertise that to people of color. And I think a lot of the people that you even told about that exam, most of them got hundreds. Oh, yeah. On like, the test, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like... Yeah, it's information. But if, it's, if no one's out there sharing it to certain communities or you're keeping it to yourself, whether... In Intentionally or or not, right. um, that's a form of nepotism, right it's there. It's a form too. of nepotism, definitely. If you got, definitely. I, I have a question for. Um, I, I've seen Cleanna uh, do this before, but if you have some dope on, some like some nice shoes on or something, and another, typically a, a woman, oh, I've I seen this happen. But if time, someone though. else comes up and says, "Yo, that's that's fly," would, and you and you lie about where you get it, or you say you don't remember, I don't you got lie. It, is it, but if you do, <laughs> I don't oh, lie. Shit. I never lie. That's got it. Got it. Why would I lie about? I've never lied about where I got something from. I want my girls to look. Right. Too. All right, that's they great. They wear it different from me. That's great. Wow. You passed the test. You don't think anyone ever that has right. been like, oh, you I've done it before. I <laughs> you don't think anyone's ever been like, damn, I don't want her getting this dress. I don't oh, want her getting this dress. People have definitely. <laughs> that's what done I'm saying. It. That's yeah. like a microcosm. Oh, you wear a certain fragrance and, ooh, girl, that smell good. What is yeah, that? Yeah, I don't you want wearing? you smelling no. like me. That's, that's no. Febreze. No. It's Febreze number five. That's a microcosm of what nepotism is like. Selfish, being selfish with that information. I remember in high school, for the prom, the girls would start rumors that like oh you know BB is not allowed like BB dresses aren't allowed because that's what she I heard that I heard that I heard that wait okay okay I'll stop I'll stop but like you know those kind of dresses weren't allowed because she was you know that's the dress she got and she didn't want any she didn't want to risk that anybody would pick out her stupid ugly dress and that shit was always she still looked ugly always ugly that's fire you heard that that's right that's fire let's do one more topic I want to talk about child support yes quickly the topic I know about. Oh, right. <laughs> I was about to say that's so personal. No, right? He's got a lot to say. It is personal. This was it is personal. This, this came up uh, two weeks He's ago. Like, yes, I can finally uh, discuss this. We wanted, we it's, wanted, been, <laughs> it's been 16 years, and I still couldn't talk about this. Fuck that shit. 21, 20 years. 
10 months okay. and no 21 yo it stops what? at 21 that's what's I up I thought it stopped at 18 New York State New York State 21 New York is lit Yep. Lit. Uh, Any other questions? <laughs> no. They, well, we've settled that. Okay. <laughs> I'll think about Thanks it. for listening. No. Um, all right. So uh, two weeks ago, there was an article. It was fake, but it went viral anyway. And it was saying that they had a new uh, way to pay child support in New Jersey where they'd give uh, mothers a card, a child support card. And it was kind of like a food stamp card. And you could only use child support on child-related items. Like, And uh, and basically, a bunch of men and MRAs were like, this is great. This is what we need. We need, uh, we need uh, mothers, essentially, only spending child support on uh, items related to the child. Because there's this like kind of idea going around that a lot of people who are getting child support, and again, uh, I mentioned five to one earlier. It's also the same ratio of uh, women versus men who receive child support. It's it's five to one, so it's it's mainly women receiving child support because they're they typically have uh, the custodial rights. So uh, there was this people were saying, oh, this is great because I don't want you know the mother of my child buying a new weave or all this other stuff or wasting her money or on liquor and all the you know this other this other bullshit. So. uh, it, it went viral and then people were like this isn't even real they, they debunked it but I was interested in the conversation because as a child growing up I know my mother received like a pittance of child support for the, I couldn't even believe she would show me checks for like $13 and shit I'm like do you have three kids like what is it what is this um, but uh, and, and it's weird that it, it almost reminds me of how people talk about welfare queens and people exploiting uh, the food stamps and all this other stuff there's this like myth going around that that being a single mom is like the shit and you just get you know mink coats from welfare and child support and food stamps and all this other stuff nope. and uh, I was I was un, I was shocked to see how people were kind of perpetuating this and saying yeah we should put more restrictions on single moms because it's so easy being a single mom uh, did you guys happen to see this article and what are your thoughts on that do you think that um, the the current way we're doing child support is fine and that we shouldn't be putting more restrictions on these uh, single parents so I did not read the article okay. um, so I can't really speak on that mm. Um I don't think anyone really has a say in what a parent can... I mean, I don't know. Also, I don't have experience with child support. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I feel like I'm not the best person to talk about this. Okay. You were uh, a child. Did you? Do you know if you ever were rece- on the receiving end of that? Or is no, that too no. personal? No. Oh, okay. No, no, it's not too personal. My parents are together. Oh, okay. Um... I, I mean, my one experience with child support is, you know, a, a cousin of mine, and this ex won't pay child support. Uh-huh. So I guess the experience has always just been very negative. Negative, yeah. yeah. It's not, it's not a, usually a walk in the park for people. Yeah. Um, I feel like Nate has a lot to say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm waiting for my right, turn. So, I no, it's your I, turn. I, I, I want to hear about it because you, you go ahead, go for it. You t- first tell people that you have a child and you, you've you paid child support or something. Yeah, I don't know. yeah basically, I mean, I have, I have a child who is now in college. And almost about to turn 21, which means that child support, that my child support obligation through the state at least ends when she turns 21. Okay. Um, so that, you know, that happens in a couple months from now. Um, so yeah, I've been paying child support for 20 years and change. And um, my opinion, my personal opinion is that as someone who has been paying child support, mm-hmm. not as someone who has received child support, is that, you know, there's a lot of over over the payer of child support. So my paycheck is garnished. If I didn't pay child support... I could go to jail. My taxes, my tax uh, refund could be garnished. So there is a lot of oversight being made sure that the parent who is paying child support is doing the right thing by the child. 
I don't see the same oversight over the person receiving child support. Do you think it should be there, though? Um, within reason, I think, yes. I don't necessarily believe that child support should only be, paid, be, be, be spent on food and rent and whatever. Um, because, you know, my daughter has needed things like um, sneakers for cheerleading and, you know, cheerleading outfits. And there's there's been things like that over the course that, you know, maybe if you were going by the book of this, it can be spent on this, that, or the other thing, it, it wouldn't have qualified, but yet it should have qualified. So I don't necessarily believe that. But I, I'm going to be honest. I would have liked to have seen some accountability on her mother's side in terms of maybe submitting receipts or or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that she misspent the money. Um, that's not necessarily the case. But as someone who's, you know, paying money to go to the child, you you kind of feel out of control. Mm. Well, it, it's out thing. of my is control. The, the and and you, I, in a way, I want that, you know, control. it would have felt better to have... To know that there was some oversight or to know there was some control over it. See, my thing is, is the money actually supposed to be going directly to the child? I think the name is kind of a misnomer. I think it's more like a uh, household support. So you're helping sustain the household and you want that money to go directly to the child in, you know, with receipts and all that stuff. I think it's more going to the household because the mother's already spending usually most of her income on the, on the children, whether it's for rent or, or food and all those other things. Yeah, well, so rent if is she, included. If she goes and buys a pair of pants sure. for child support, I don't see that as like a frivolous expense or something well all money is bundled in I mean but I don't necessarily you know I mean I want to see my money going to putting a roof over my daughter's head um, making sure she's clothed making sure she's fed sure making sure the household is fed as well um but I, but there, there's plenty of things I could say that I don't want to see that money going to, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that's within my right because you know, shoot, I worked hard for that. I worked hard to make that money to give to, to support my daughter, yeah. you know. And so I want to make sure it is actually supporting my daughter. Well, I, I, I get you know? that point. I mean, I, I totally disagree with it, but I get where you're coming from. <laughs> Uh, my thing is, I think you're contributing to to the household, and, and having grew up in a household where we received a, p- a piddling amount of child support, but still that support. Um, I think whatever the mother wants to spend that income on, it's it, at that point it's her income. She has the custodial rights, so it's kind of her decision to spend that money how she sees she, she sees fit. Now, if she's spending that money on heroin or something, there's you know then that's where you would think you that's an have obvious. to go for yeah, like you'd have to go and right, try right. and say you're unfit to be a mother. Right, I, you shouldn't have custodial rights at this point if you're endangering the, the child but if, if it's just a mom who's like hey uh, I'm gonna use this money to you know bu- you know just buy eat out or buy a big ass TV like I'm just like do it do what you want to do that's your that's your income now you have the custodial rights you're taking care of the kid the money's going into the household the the father's you know role or they the whoever's giving this money is really just to make sure he's providing income to the household and uh, since you don't have custodial rights you're kind of limited in how you can you know how you can uh, oversee that money yeah, I am limited. That's the truth, and I never felt comfortable with it. Did you want custody? Um, I, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest. I was um, immature at the point where where we made that decision. I was. I was. I was in college at that point. Okay, so do you think that her taking on that massive burden at a point where you are saying you weren't even ready is enough for her to spend that shit on whatever the fuck she wants? Because that's how I got. That's feel. a leading Cause question. Because how, how many? Well, it again. is leading. How, ma- how many women are taking on this responsibility because the father's either absent or, like you says, he's not ready to take on the responsibility. So I would say if she wants to spend the money on however she sees fit, it's kind of like 
you you still made out in this deal. You you, know, you were able to be a kid still and and not have that responsibility this whole time. Well, I wouldn't say I made out in the deal, not at all, really? not in okay. either way, not in either way, because. Um, I think that there's a lot that I could have benefited from if 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 we had shared custody. Oh, okay. Um, you know, and if I probably halfway through her life, if I could have if I could have changed that decision, I, I I'm sure I would have. Interesting. You know, like well, maybe uh, halfway is a funny, weird. You know, like as I matured and as you know, I at, there was a point where I was like. Oh shit, you know? I messed up. <laughs> um, in the United you States, $14.3 billion in back child support is owed. Uh, so that's the total amount of unpaid child support in the United States. Um, and. Yeah. What? Oh, what? 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 That or, oh, just, just legal. Oh, I just mean like le- like on the books, child yeah. support. Yeah, yeah. Yo, um, because a lot of people don't even go after it. Yep. Yo, you know how they say sometimes people over tip because they feel like other people who look like them don't tip enough? Yes. Yo, if I had owed child support, uh-huh. I think I would pay some of that extra. <laughs> you would have paid extra? I think so. <laughs> that's just fucked up. To make up for it? Yeah. Absolutely. Man. Um, what, uh, what's interesting is that uh, on average, 25% of um, custodial moms, moms who have the rights, don't get any child support. Uh, so a co- full quarter yeah, yeah. receiving any. Um, and yep. then keep in mind some... And that's, that's a problem. That's I, a problem. I, people should be paying child support. You owe that yes. shit. I, 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 and I know someone who is not paying child support. Yeah. I know someone who's owed over thirteen thousand dollars of child support. Yeah. Preach like crack. Yeah, related to one of them yeah. right now. And I actually, I know more women, and this is just my personal life, but I know more women who are not asking for child support, like actively, they could go to court right yep. now and have yep. multiple years, probably seven plus years owed of child support, back child support. But because of them feeling like they didn't want, number one, they didn't want to go through the court system. Yep. And number two, the the person that they, they are owed child support from has another family and they don't want to put a burden on that another woman specifically because I'm dealing with women that I'm talking about in my life. They don't want to put another burden on another kid who might not get anything and they're, they feel like they're in a position to take care of their kid regardless of like what they're actually owed. They feel like it's better to not ask for the child support than to ask for it and then have that other family quote unquote suffer. Taken out of another household. Exactly. And and I think that's a struggle that a lot of women go through. Number one, not wanting to go through the, the, the court system and number two, thinking about the other women that are affected because more than likely he has other kids mm-hmm. um, that are affected by the situation. Mm, snaps all around. I like it. I didn't think of that. And then, and then of course, that's going to disproportionately impact women of color because they don't want to deal with the courts and you don't want to uh, call the police oh. or risk, you know. Um, courts are awful. The courts are, the yeah. Court they're, they're already not yeah, and, and once you go to court for child support, I mean, you're on those books forever. Yes. So, and, and I know that because, you know, I've paid child support. You, you, you have to, you pay that until yeah. that parent, whoever is the uh, custodial parent says, Okay, enough. Yeah. Um, uh, and lastly, uh, again, I mentioned it was a five to one ratio. So uh, women are way more likely to get custody than, than men are. Um, but interestingly enough, uh, men are uh, 32% of men who have custody aren't receiving child support either. So right. women are less likely to pay child support uh, to, the, to the men when, when the man yep. actually gets custody. Still benefits men because patriarchy, because the men who get custody typically have twice the income of the women that they're, the women they're trying to get child support from. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, this is, this is, 
a woman's issue this is a, an issue impacting women way more than it is impacting men which is another reason I'm like just just pay, show her the money I don't care what she spends it on show her the money <laughs> um, and, I, and I, I my mother died uh, with uh, tons of child support owed to her and I often think maybe if she had some extra cash in the bank like what could she have used that on for her own like health and well being and stuff you know so so uh, I, I really just don't care what they're spending it on just, they, they, it's their money they're entitled to get well pay you, you make a good point about health and well being because health of health and well being of the mother and maybe that's maybe that's a dinner maybe that's a nice dinner exactly maybe or that's a, cab, a, a cab ride somewhere instead of having to walk somewhere you yeah know, right? I, well I, I agree with that and and yes that health and well-being of the mother directly relates to the health and well-being of your child mm-hmm. so yes. I don't have a problem with that type of stuff I'm sure I could think of stuff that I do have problems with but it's not anything like that mm-hmm. you know what I mean cool um, on that note, I really want to thank uh, you uh, women for coming out. This was a, an, an incredible show. I, a lot of people were interacting with us. We had a, like a record number of people like tweeting us, and hopefully those tweets res- uh, result in uh, money for your trip to Cuba, Ariella. I sure hope uh, so. Again, go to cami.org. Please give her money. We were just talking about show them the money. Show her the money. C-A-A-M-I.org. Thank you. Cami.org. Click on the top link. You can donate money to Ariella's trip to Cuba. She's going to go. She's going to come back with extra revolutionary superpowers to give to all of us. <laughs> Perfect timing. Perfect. Right, so Listen, if five people give two hundred dollars, then we're there. That's, That's all it. we need. All right. <laughs> right. Or two hundred people give five dollars. Or Yo. twenty people give fifty dollars. I got twenty dollars in my pocket five. right now. Right. Twenty dollars. She's taking out the door. Don't leave without twenty dollars for if my pocket. Even reparations, Thank please do it. Word up. Yes. Um, and also, while you're forty dollars. While you're at Cami.org, please check out the um the link about the Dante Ivy rally. Again, it's on the twenty fifth. If you can't come, you can tweet it to someone. You can print out. Some flyers you can tell other people uh, we expect a really big turnout this is going to be at 515 on January 25th uh, again it's for Dante Ivy and go to cami.org for more details about that the family is going to be there uh, they're pulling together with their church and various other organizations including Beach Out Radio to uh, put this rally on so it mean oh, a lot right. if you can come out and if you can support uh, in various ways we really appreciate that um, uh, if you guys just that was not I don't oh. know what happened there that's right no disrespect that was, a, that was a mistake no disrespect uh, so uh, I'm signing off and if you guys want just go around and say goodbye and maybe give last shout outs and or Twitter handles or whatever you guys want to do. Um, Masai signing off. What you got on? This is Kleana. Matt Murray, we forgive you. We love you. Come back. Hang out with us. Shout out to Matt Murray. <laughs> I would like to second that shout out to Matt Murray. Um, this is Adiella. Um, my Twitter is Ariella PW. Just A R I L A P W. Give her money. Give you her money. Bitch, better have that money. <laughs> Thank you to Beat Shot uh, for having me on tonight. My name is Sophia. Uh, Twitter handle Sophia S thirteen. Um, please pay Ariella. Happy almost birthday, Sophia. Yeah. Thank you. As a birthday gift, please pay Ariella and donate. That's what I want. Oh, I like okay. that. And also, actually, I have a second thing. Um, Real talk If people could donate Sanitary um, Napkins I really hate saying that But um, uh, For women Who have menstrual cycles Who are in Homeless shelters um, Just on the streets That's like An item that No one donates So you know If you have it To give Please Please give that out Dope Excellent Dope JB signing off DJ Nate the Great Signing off Deuces Beach Out Radio Podcast Thank you guys for listening True Masters Signing off indirectly Through me Oh okay I've got two requests I'm gonna play I got two requests I'm gonna play alright cool have a good night everybody bye night 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 night
got a broken ceiling, y'all. So all I got is fire. I got fire. Like some brew and I might just chill But I'm the type that like to light another joint Like Cypress Hill I still do be spit loogies when I puff on it I got some bucks on it But it ain't enough on it Go get the S T I D E S. Nevertheless, I'm hella fresh Rolling joints like a cigarette So fast it cross the table like ping pong I'm gone Beating my chest like King Kong And some wrap my lips around the phony And when it comes to getting another stogie Fools all kick in like Shinobi Don't me ain't my homie to begin with it's too many hands to be Probably let my friend hit bit Unless you pull out the fat crispy Five dollar bill on the real before it's history Cause fools be having them vacuum lungs And if you let them hit it for free You hella dumb I come to school with a tailor on my earlobe Avoiding all the flick teasers Skeezers and weirdos Got me throwing off the land like where the bomb at Give me two bucks you take a puff and pass my bomb back Suck up the dank like a slurpee The serious bomb will make a nigga go delirious Like Eddie Murphy. I got more growing pains than Maggie Cause homies nag me To take the dick out of the bag I got it, got it You got your soul, let's get keys I got five on it Messing with that in the weed I got five on it Got me stuck and I'm blown back I got five on it Tryna let's go half on a side I take sex to the face whenever I can Don't need no crutch, I'm so keyed up So the joint be burning my hand Next time I roll it in a hamper To burn slow, so the ashes won't be burning in my hand, bruh Hoogies get hit, but they know they got a pitch and bent I roll a joint, that's longer than your extension Cause I'll be damned if you get high off me for free Hell no, you better bring your own slip cheap What's up, don't babysit that Better pass the joint Stop hitting cause you know you got asthma Crack the body open homie And guzzle it cause I know the weed in my system Is getting lonely I gotta take a whiz test of my PO I know I feel cause I done smoked Major weed bro and every time We with Chris that fool rolling up a fatty But the tango race straight had me